go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Five Songs or Less. This is Danny, and this week I punched Dante with Spanish Love Songs. Hi, Dante. Great job, man. Thanks. Um, the conducting really helped. I could tell, and I, I appreciate the way you accept feedback, and <laughs> you don't take anything personally. It's true. You, you just want to get better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just realized, though, that um, when you just a minute ago informed me that you can press the R button. Sorry, mm-hmm. the uh, I said that like it was O U R. Uh, the letter R, the hour button, (laughs) um, that you can do that to record. And I didn't believe Mm -hmm. you. And so I pressed it. Uh, I didn't, that makes it stop recording as well. (laughs) No, you didn't. I didn't. No. (laughs) We've already tried to start this shit three times. Uh, you've tried to start it once. Okay. I have tried to start this shit three times. I have tried and succeeded starting it three times. (laughs) I just need someone who can keep up. Mm Mm-hmm. But fucking thirsty boy Danny over there is yep. clutching his glass. I ate a cookie, man. Um, my mouth is all salty and sweet. What kind of cookie did you have? <laughs> fucking chip cookie. A Ruffles? A Ruffles cookie? <laughs> a Ruffles, Ruffles chip cookie. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite flavor of cookie? Uh... Chocolate trip, <laughs> chocolate trip. God damn it! It's like a <laughs> shitty Ben and Jerry's cookie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Say chocolate chips, cheddar, and sour cream. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's gross. Mm-hmm. Hey, Dante. Hello, Danny. How are you? How was the bus ride yesterday? Oh, I listened to this band quite a bit. That's good. Did you listen to that whole propaganda album? No, no, song. no. I, I just really wanted to. Uh, so, yeah, I was. Uh, that was also on the bus. I began some self indulgence and was listening to the our Gojira episode. And then it's we. the best kind of indulgence. We mentioned. You mentioned Propagandi's Night Letters. And so I was like, yep, I need to go listen to that again. So I did. Then I listened to more of us. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It was I'm, the right choice. Yeah, I'm doing all right. I let's see. I left the house today just to take out the trash and had a very domestic day. Yeah, of laundry. Just you and Ben, just Ben and I. Yeah, laundry, vacuuming, watching some ice hockey. Oh. Also, a a tiny bit of uh, men's college basketball. Um, mostly due to the fact that I placed a few wagers. Oh. Because not enough of my life, uh, not enough of my financial situation in life is tied to the athletic performance of teenagers. So I wanted <laughs> to do some more. <laughs> what a stupid fucking life I live. Oh. Um, but my day, I'm sure, was nothing compared to yours. Uh, please, I'm going to fucking repurpose this joke now that the mics are hot. Uh, okay. Pl- Please tell me about this uh, Easter egg hunt practice run you and your family went on today. Uh, well, it was a very nice day here in Sacramento, California. So we went to this park out in Rancho Cordova because we've been looking at houses in Rancho and uh, came across this park near one of the houses we looked at. 
And so we went on a little nature hike. It was fun. I took a creepy picture of, of Han and sent it to you to send to your mom. Which I did. Did you really? I did. What'd she say? Uh, I, I do not want to butcher my mother's words. Okay, good. She said, uh, first of all, too much. She said, Han, exclamation point. <laughs> He's really cute, but I had a startled reaction when I first saw this. Thanks, smiley face. <laughs> uh, and the thanks is sincere, not sarcastic, but it yeah, just yeah, doesn't yeah. kind of match with the rest of the text. <laughs> um, she then went on to say that she saw Joel and Ethan Cohen's first movie, Blood Simple, last night on Criterion, my Christmas present oh. to them. Um, possibly due to your suggestion? I don't remember. Does that sound possible? You asked me about it. Yeah. You said, is, would that be a good gift? And I said, yeah. Okay. So thank and you. And apparently it was. Yeah. That's a, that's a good movie. Uh, she hadn't seen it in a really long time. Criterion is so much fun to search through. For me, anyway. Smiley face. <laughs> she then continues. Andy, which is her brother, my uncle. Andy okay. emailed this yesterday and pointed out that one of the comments was, quote, the drummer playing Billy Jean, end quote. It made me laugh, although I couldn't listen to the whole video because it is, because it truly is the worst. And then she sent me a YouTube link for a video titled The Worst Cover Band in the World, where it is three shirtless guys standing like in four square feet of area, like they're all like right on top of each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, they play uh, Sweet Child of Mine. Okay. Um, I only got through like the first like eight notes and I was like, this is going to be too cringy to to watch. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'll definitely send that to you so you can not watch it. Okay. But uh, yeah, so that that's what's going on with my mom. She's still afraid of your son, even though she knows mm-hmm. it was a hoax. <laughs> uh, well, that's great. I'm glad you actually sent it to her. Yeah. But yeah, it was fun. We drove around a little bit, Rancho Cordova area. Went to a Starbucks. Ooh. Got myself a chai tea latte. It was all right. Yeah, chai tea lattes are just all right. Are From you normally? Starbucks. Are you normally a chai? Don't. No, I'm not going to tolerate any Starbucks slander. I know. <laughs> no. I know it is like the, the. Uh, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. It is the like most you, obviously you book. Oh, good point. More coherent than some of my points about the bands we talk about. (laughs) I'll say it's like the most like ubiquitous, mainstream, you know, everybody goes to Starbucks, everybody likes Starbucks, but it kind of just is the best. Like, it's really good. Like, maybe not, okay, not literally the best, but if you think of the, in terms of like number of locations related to quality, Starbucks mm-hmm. has to be like pretty high up there because McDonald's has a ton of locations, not <laughs> high quality, right? Like, yeah, yeah. What, like what in, in terms of chains, what even like approaches Starbucks level of um, quantity and quality? Hmm. That's a good question, Dante. Thank you. It's a good question for our new podcast, Five Corporations or Less. What is is that your your hang up that they're 
a corporation? Uh, no, I mean, that's part of it, but I, we go there cause out of convenience because they have mm-hmm. drive throughs and local coffee chains don't have drive throughs So mm-hmm. your, uh, your sense of um, ethical purchases is not greater than your need for convenience. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's the American way. I, I was going to say, but before anyone steps on their soapbox, <laughs> let's make sure that we put things into perspective. I prefer a chai tea latte from Temple. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, but I'm not going to go out of my way. <laughs> like I'll I'll support a local business if like I am like already inside it for some reason. <laughs> Is um is there multiple temple locations? I just remember the yeah, one. There's, there's quite, quite a few. Oh, okay. Have they expanded recently? Um, definitely since you left Sacramento, okay. for sure. The, there was one. Boy, where was it? It was like the like Midtown location, I suppose. Like, yeah the the first one or whatever was is on a uh, is that S Street or T Street. S or T, one of the two. Hmm. That was like well, the original one. Okay. Yeah, I, I used to go to that one sometimes, mm-hmm. um, which was not convenient at all. No. And I remember like they would have like new paintings on the walls like every couple months or something. Mm-hmm. When I when I work when Han went to a different daycare when he went to daycare, um, <sighs> he fucking <and> dropped out. <laughs> yeah, he dropped out. He cut too much. Um, uh, I would, I would drop them off and then I'd have to drive back across downtown to get to my job. And I would always drive by this little local coffee, coffee shop. And I would stop there probably once a week and get a, uh, what would I get? I would get a vanilla latte with soy milk and a blueberry muffin. Hmm. And it was very good. And I can't remember the name of it. Where, um, where is it? It's on 19th between, uh, let's see. What are my alphabet here? It's on I street. 19th and okay. I. Okay. I is a pretty, is quite it? Quite a letter. Yeah, well, the, like the, the Sacramento street is, uh, there's a lot of shit on I. Yeah, it's true. It, there's a coffee shop. Uh, I think it. I don't think it's the same one, but um, there was a coffee shop that was probably somewhere more in like the like 30s, but like it was kind of in this area where there's like nothing really close to it. Mm-hmm. That's not what you're thinking of, is it? No, this okay. what, this place was called the Mill. It was definitely yeah. not around when you were here because uh-huh. I went there in uh, probably 2012 or 13 for a show, and it was something else, a different oh. coffee shop. Okay. What other coffee shops are in Sacramento? <laughs> there's there's Old Soul. I remember where is Old Soul? I remember going to Old Soul. The original one is on uh I gotta, Broadway and like 35th or 36th right next to the Guild Theater. I think that was the original one or was 
Oh, that might not be the original. That, the one in the alley downtown might be the original one. God damn it. Don't. <laughs> that's just like a dumpster. <laughs> no, they give you coffee. It's free. It's dripping off the side. It's crunchy. It's drip coffee. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> yeah, this one I'm looking at, it's all like, like fancy looking, like bricked up and. Yeah, that's probably the one on Broadway. Yeah, this is the one on Broadway. Um, do you remember, what is it called? Uh, Butch and Nellie's? No. Let's see, where, where, yeah. Melissa Foote took me there. Mm. It is permanently closed. Let's see, it is on I between 18th and 19th. Is it right on the corner? Uh, Yeah. <laughs> that might be the, the mill. Oh, <laughs> let's see. There's an Ace Hardware on that same block. Yep. 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 Like two doors down from it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, oh, cool. There we go. So you have been there. That's Yeah. That's now you, called the mill. You you are um, a patron of the place that I'm going to assume um, discriminated and forced out the uh, queer coffee shop. <laughs> Good job, Danny. Oh, well. It was a different place between Buccinelli's because when I went, it was when I went to the show there, it was called something else. Let's see. So there's a place called At Ease Brewing Company. Oh, that's is that a separate? That's a that's a military themed <laughs> bar or cool. I don't know. It's an alcohol place. Milit. Okay. All right. Yeah. It's fine. Honey it's also Salon Identity Coffee. Wait, is Honey Salon where I was about to say a name that would mean nothing to you? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Shit, I used to get. I didn't realize Honey Salon was right next to Butch and Nellie's. A girl who I had a major crush on, mm-hmm. and thanks to some of the stuff they serve at that military uh, brewery place, <laughs> thanks to some of that stuff, um, she made the mistake of making out with me one time. Um, but she, yeah, she worked at Honey Salon and, um, yeah. All right, Dante, let's get on topic here. I watched a four hour comic book movie last night. (laughs) That was also, that was also on the agenda. Of course, (laughs) I guess I'll skip, I'll, I'll skip the time. Uh, I really made a fool, uh, in front of myself in front of her at a, uh, guac off. So yeah, let's get, (laughs) let's get to the comic book movie. Guac off. We don't have time for it. Good. The comic book movie was really bad. It was? It was a big waste of time. Yeah, it was not good. I'm talking about Justice League, everybody. Justice League, Not the other four-hour comic book movie. What's the other one? I don't know. There probably isn't one. I'm not a fan of Zack Snyder to begin with. I don't really like his movies. I don't like how much he uses slow-mo, and I don't like how much he likes Ayn Rand. Uh, Ayn Rand is is that DC or Marvel? <laughs> that's uh, I was gonna say Image, but I think that's just a. I don't think that's another comic book. I don't know. I I certainly don't know. It's uh DC. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's just burden them with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Fountainhead is, issue one. He has like. 
I mean, his track record is not good. I, th- I feel like he has one movie that I like, and I am going to have to Google it to figure out what it is. Mm-hmm. 300. Never seen it. Uh, I think I saw it, and it was not good. Oh, he's doing The Fountainhead? Is he really? Well, it's on his IMDb. It says announced. Oh, my God. Of course he is. D- didn't they already, like... Some like weird, like low level right wing yeah, I production so. company like I did it so. and it sucked ass. I mean, Libertarian I Films it. presents. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> but like they actually got some like known stars in that movie. Oh, did they? Let's see. Um, he did the My Chemical Romance Desolation Row short in two thousand nine, whatever the oh. fuck that was. Oh, yeah, you know he loves Ayn Rand because he also did a Morrissey video. <laughs> he, he did a bunch of videos. Let's yeah, see. he did a bunch of videos and commercials, I think. Morrissey, Soul Asylum. Oh, man. Mm. Hey, ZZ Top. <laughs> that's, that's Soul Asylum, right? <laughs> I, you know it's not. <laughs> I don't know it's not. Hey, Jealousy is Gin Blossoms. Oh, uh, that's all the same to me. How can you say shit like that and then talk about wanting to do a 90s one-hit wonder app? <laughs> Soul Asylum, well, what they should be remembered for as their one hit is entitled Misery. Oh, yeah, which yeah, yeah. Weird Al did a version. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, syndicated Incorporated, <laughs> where he uh, says the names of TV shows in tune with the Soul Asylum song. Is Misery the one that goes, hey, Misery? Yep. <laughs> um, anyway, what Zack Snyder, maybe maybe there wasn't one. Oh. He did the Watchmen movie I never saw. I actually... It was bad. Oh, was it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, maybe All there wasn't All movies one. would also be an hour shorter if there were, were was no slow motion. <laughs> Army of the Dead. I don't know what that is. Oh, is that I was, like something off of Dawn of the Dead? Yeah, it looks... Following a zombie outbreak in Vegas, a group of mercenaries take the ultimate gamble, venturing into the quarantine zone to pull off the greatest heist. Oh, my God. The greatest heist ever attempted. That If, if that is not, like, pinnacle, like, capitalism in a nutshell, is... There is a pandemic that is turning people into zombies. So the mili- so military men find a way to steal money. <laughs> that is the priority. Uh I mean that that that's just perfect. No, the military is not being used to help citizens. How can we go to like the one of the worst places on earth and steal for us? Yes. Yeah. So if you have HBO, Dante, don't uh, don't waste your time with Justice League. I I promise I won't. Okay. I cannot think of the last superhero or not even superhero, but like comic book movie I've seen, like the most recent one, like maybe the mm. Guardians movie. Oh, okay, Guardians one or two. I I feel like I saw both. Is number mm. two the one with Kurt Russell? Yes. So okay, I saw that. Well, you have Disney Plus. You should uh, sign in and watch some Marvel because it's no, far I, superior. 
Well, I don't. I don't want to though. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I have no. I just. I my brain just was really really it. good. Long division. Wandavision. Oh, wait, hold on. <clears throat> Let's see if you get this reference. Okay. I watched and enjoyed Wandavision. <laughs> Is that from Wandavision? It's it's from the screenshot I always see on Twitter. <laughs> Dante did the wink like Agnes does. Oh, her name's Agnes. Mm -hmm. Uh, The star of um, fucking Vegas zombie movie is Mm -hmm. Michael Cassidy. Unfortunately, not the Michael Cassidy we've Uh known to love from um, Don't Stop or We'll Die. Bummer. Yeah. Yeah. I would watch that movie if if, if the fucking mercenaries are him and Paul Rust and a reluctant Tony Thaxton. (laughs) Tony Tony Thaxton Thaxton just back there like. (laughs) But he's like doing everything like he's like technically the perfect soldier. (laughs) And Paul Rust and Michael Cassidy are just like throwing sands in each other's eyes. (laughs) Giggling throughout the whole damn thing. (laughs) Uh, Oh, God. I made an... Did they uh, wanted me to make a target order, and they like are out of everything. Look at this. Look at these bare shelves. Who who took that picture? Uh, the person that's shopping at Target for me. Danny. What? Are you what? rich? Do you have a? <laughs> do you have like a butler? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You didn't know I had a butler. That's why I didn't like Justice League because the butler was unrealistic. <laughs> uh, is that an Alfred reference? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I was like, I, I actually don't like the guy who plays Alfred. I mean, I'm sure he's a he's a nice guy, but I don't think he's a good Alfred. Who is it? I don't know. Okay. He's not uh, Michael Caine. No, he's a good Alfred. Jeremy Irons. Sure. I can't imagine Jeremy Irons is bad in anything. I just don't believe him as Alfred, that's all. But you are you are certain that that is the real Batman. <laughs> yes, yeah. No, I don't like Ben Affleck as Batman. You don't? At all, no. He played Batman in two movies, is that right? Yeah, Batman versus Superman. Yeah. And Justice League. That's wild. That must suck to like, I mean, it must be awesome to be Ben Affleck, though it seems like he's he's kind of gone through some stuff. But um, mm-hmm. it's like, you're going to be Batman, which has been yep. a like movie franchise for 30 years. Mm-hmm. You are never going to be in a movie called Batman. <laughs> like, you're never going to have your movie. He was going to be, and he was going to direct it. Really? Yeah, but it got it got uh, canceled. And now um fucking uh Twilight guy. Oh, yeah, 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 and yeah. And I'm actually yeah. really stoked for that one. It looks really good. I remember, let's see, what podcast was I listening to? Cuz they were I actually think I'm I was listening to a podcast that's going to come up later on this episode. Ooh. Um and they were talking they were laughing because there was like some guy just absolutely like flipping out over the news that 
because of the pandemic, mm-hmm. and, and this is about a year ago, fucking, what's his name? Robert Pattinson. Pattinson. Yeah, Robert Pattinson, like, wasn't working out like he wasn't, like, keeping up on whatever his Batman regimen was. And oh, he, oh. he maybe even said something about, like, oh, it's not that important that he's, like, you know, all multi or whatever. And this, yeah. like, you know, comic book podcast host or whatever he was was just, like, he's disrespecting the franchise and just, like, <sighs> you know, just, like, going absolutely apeshit over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just, like, I don't... I probably don't care how this movie turns out, but um, that would be so funny if he is just like sulky, like skinny, yeah. like Robert Pattinson, like, you know, just like, just like long, long sweaters that like, are like always like this. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like covering half of his palm for whatever reason. Like, oh, that would be insanely funny. <laughs> yes, it would. So I am, I am now excited about it just like you are. <laughs> Cause you hope it's like that. I, well, Anything that could cause like that sort of um, meaningless chaos, mm-hmm. I'm I'm on board for. You're there for. Yeah. All right. That's enough comic book talk. Comic okay. Book movie talk. Well, I did want to ask: Did Amanda also think it was a waste of time? Um, I don't know if she thought it was a waste of time, but she did not like it. Okay. Is she a big like DC fan? Because you said it was like she was kind of wanting to watch it. Um, she just likes comic book movies and action movies. Um, she was, she's read some comics, but not, not a bunch. Um, like growing up, she read some, but not, not a bunch, probably the same amount as I did. I didn't read much of anything ever. (laughs) Man, what's it like to have like a wife who's into action movies? Is it like just hanging out with one of the guys? (laughs) Just hanging out with one of the bros, man. Bro, that's rad. I don't like action movies. She's got like the first time I watched Die Hard was with Amanda. Yeah, she's like, oh, you've never seen Die Hard? We watched Die Hard. It was good. Yeah, she Die also good. really likes romantic comedies. We watched Love Actually. Actually, Fuck, this year was the last year, or this year was the first year we didn't watch it together. Were you in a fight and you watched it in separate rooms? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, I, we just didn't watch it this year. It's, I mean, as the years go on, you realize like how problematic all of it is. Yeah, but it's British, so. <laughs> they get a pass. I mean, it's a problem that Kara Knightley was 14 and, uh, I mean, she wasn't actually 14. I think she was like probably like 18. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but <laughs> to the day. <laughs> okay, we're going to start filming in 10. <laughs> Nine. <laughs> yeah, it was so weird that they put that uh, full-on penetration scene in Love Actually, just like right in the middle of that movie. Oh, God. <laughs> well, I realize it doesn't make sense that you'd have to film a scene at a certain time if it was just like uh, she's standing there looking pretty, watching a, a sheriff from Atlanta flip signs. <laughs> Go through some cue cards. Yeah. that That part is problematic because it's just like, for all the like over the top dramatic like high school shit that uh-huh. I that I've conceived of or even attempted, that uh-huh. would be like. There's no. I'm just going to. I'm pretty confident my buddy isn't going to get up. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? 
That part was wild. <laughs> it what, was what carolers, was... though. Remember? Yeah, and he he knew his his friend would be so like put off by car- carolers. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I I mean, okay, I guess if you know somebody. Yep. What well, what else is problematic about that that movie? The um the whole Alan, Alan Rickman storyline is is just it's cringy because he's like cheating on his wife and there's he cheats on his wife with his secretary and it's not necessarily problematic it's just like weird that's and, um and that's Emma Thompson right is his wife yeah i think so and she knows I'm bad with names right and she like, ends up figuring it out yeah and but she never says anything if i remember she does right? at the end she does. Um, okay. She doesn't know who it is, but she knows that he, because he, she. It's the jewelry. They went to the mall together, yeah. and he bought a necklace, and and then he just gets her a Joni Mitchell CD, and she thought it was the necklace, and yada yada yada. Does he buy it from Mister Bean? Yes. I remember thinking that was very very weird. Mm-hmm. That he's just in this like tiny little role. Just a bit part. We've talked. They couldn't about get Austin Powers. We we did talk about Mr. Bean, but uh, it ended up all getting cut. What? Why? <laughs> I don't remember why. That because it was right in the middle of things, and it was already too long or something. The most interesting part of any episode is that Mr. Bean is from 1990. Nothing we say is going to be more like yeah. it's going to have a bigger impact on people than that. Okay, I'll catch everyone up. Dante and I had a conversation about when Mr. Bean was made. I guessed 1974, I believe, uh, and then found out it was made in the 90s. Yeah. And it was, for some Just, reason, I deemed not good enough to make it into the episode. There's always room for Rowan Atkinson. For, that's true. That's true. That episode's not out yet. I sh- was that on the Labyrinth episode? I don't know because you cut it out. Oh, right. It was on Labyrinth or Gojira, one of the two. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. I'll leave this part in. Great. <laughs> um, but go- going back to um, Amanda's movie taste, mm-hmm. Love Actually, probably my favorite romantic comedy. And like, oh, yeah. I I feel the same about romantic and uh, rom coms and action movies in that the good ones are very very good, mm-hmm. and the like average. I would rather watch probably an average rom com than an average action movie, because if in the action movie you're probably dealing with just like a lot of like stupidity or like violence just for violence's sake. Um, yeah, but like toxic masculinity and shit. Yeah. And I, I have an appetite for some, well, I, huh, I want it for a number of reasons. I want to be careful how I word this. <laughs> I have an appetite for masculinity. <laughs> sure, sure. But, but yeah, not maybe without the toxic elements. But mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm just a dumb bro that um, is like, I totally dug the John Wick movies. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I, John I Wick movies are, really are great. Good. I would have never watched those that had Amanda and I not been together. Um, the last movie we saw in the theater before the pandemic, her, her birthday last year, was Bad Boys 3. Was that 3? For Life? Bad Boys yeah, for Bad Life. Yeah, Bad Boys for Life. 
How was that? I didn't see it. <sighs> it was it was not good. Okay. Yeah. Did Amanda like it? You know, she liked it in a the same way she likes the other Bad Boys movies. They're they're fun and they're stupid. You know. Yeah. I mean, the first two are. Maybe it was just because of like the age I was, but like the first two were pretty great. Yeah. I didn't um, see them until right before we saw the the new one. Okay. All right. Check the notes here. Mm-hmm. So what are we talking about today? We're talking about the pop punk band Spanish Love Songs. Pop punk, emo punk, something like that somewhere in there. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, certainly not the sound I think of when I think of pop punk, but I can see sure. where it would be. It's it's one of many version of pop punk. So that was a word that popped in my head when I first turned on this playlist. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very very fast. And I I do not really know what fest means. I've only been able to gather from context clues from mm-hmm. our our forefathers at one fifty five, <laughs> yes. um, specifically Sam who mm-hmm. was an admitted fest fan. Yes. Always seemingly with like knowing that there was something uncool about it or something embarrassing about that, you know, embracing of that culture or whatever. I don't know that it's embarrassing or anything like that. I th- I think it was a funny thing to for Josiah to poke fun at. Sure. Because people that are into fest are really into it. Usually they go to a fest every year and it's a lot of bands that sound pretty similar. I have like, I think four that I want to give you. Okay. (laughs) So, but (laughs) eventually, but but what is fest? Like how did it's just, it's just a music festival in Florida, Gainesville, Florida every year. And Oh, it's literally a specific Yes, it's Fest. a it's a music festival. The this whole time I just thought it would be like, you know, like a band you would see at a festival. Oh, no, no, it's a specific music festival and the bands that tend to play there uh sound similar to Spanish love songs, hot water music. I just popped Sam's up Sam's band Junior Battles. Right. Fest 19 which uh, is in 21, um, Headliners, Gorilla Biscuits, never heard of them. Mm-hmm. Frank Turner, heard of them. Lawrence Arms, heard of them. Cursive, Murder by Death, Good Riddance, Sparta, The Wonder Years, that I could have guessed. Um, They've obviously branched out because Cursive and Murder by Death don't sound like fest bands but yeah i, I know cursive i don't know murder by death what what are they like uh, oh they're spanish love far songs. Off from cursive <laughs> yeah yeah not surprised <laughs> spanish love songs pretty far down in the uh smaller font hmm. free throw mm-hmm. did you mention them to me before i don't think so or right, so i've only listened to them once or twice i have a uh I have an ex who is kind of into the fest bands. And so mm. I actually, a couple of days ago, or a week ago, told her about Spanish love songs and she hadn't heard of them. And 
She uh, remarked last night that uh, she goes, yep, this is my type of music. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it was pretty easy, and uh, I'll give you another quote of hers later. But okay, so I had no okay. idea Fest was, oh, Gainesville, Florida. Oh, why? I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, that's where Hot Water Music is from. I think they're like one of the the bands that <clears throat> started it or whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't know too much of the history, but it okay. it's a very specific sound, like fest bands. It's yes. this kind of like mid-tempo punk, a little bit of pop mixed in, very emotional, emo kind of stuff mixed in, tend to have gruff vocals, beards. Yes, they, I mean, I certainly wrote some notes on some first listens and some first Googling Mm-hmm. Uh, Google imaging <laughs> of the band. And so I, I may have uh, noted some things that were, I don't want to say disparaging, but certainly um, some blanket, blanket statements could be made. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> sure, um, sure. So I say, I have, I have one bullet point that says, God damn, do bands like this love, then more bullets, docs, bones, mm-hmm. Mentioning funerals, alcohol, and yep, being yep. being too on the nose. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. They and they kind of dress like they're all fucking like longshoremen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they like. I don't know the background of everyone in this band, though. I learned quite a bit of the background of um, the main guy, Dylan Slocum. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they all dress like they're like just you know lower middle class Bostonians. <laughs> like that's all of them. Yes, this, yes. this is a L.A. band. So yeah, L.A. Um, by by way of Boston, spiritually. Oh, okay. I was like, oh shit, really? I didn't even know that. <laughs> no, I don't think they're originally from L.A. or or he isn't, but I don't think. But uh, I well. He might be. I have no everything idea. I everything I've read about him says that's at least where he grew up. Like oh, I haven't really? seen. Okay. Any, yeah. For some reason, I thought maybe it's just the sound or something. I thought they were from the Midwest, or he was from the Midwest, or something. Huh. I don't know why? See the well, I you would know more about the sound, but just the like overall aesthetic to me says Northeast. Mm. But. Um, also when you Google them and click images, the first song that pops up is all of them holding a pint. (laughs) And I was like, of course. Yep. Um, first, first couple bands that popped in into my head, which is always a little, I'm always a little like sketched out by my first impressions because Mm -hmm. they're typically wrong or I'm coming from a place of ignorance. And so I'll be way off. But the first two bands that popped in my head were Menzingers and The Wonder Years. Okay. I listened to a podcast, an interview with Dylan Slocum today, and those two bands were mentioned like immediately. Oh, really? So I was like, all right, I'm, I am in the right ballpark. Um, <clears throat> and so before we get to this first song, I will say just like f- first listening through this playlist, I kind of knew exactly... I didn't actually know, but I felt I knew exactly like this scene I was in all of a sudden. Like to me, it's, it's mm-hmm. very specific with the aesthetic, the the attitude, the blue collarness, 
of it all. <laughs> sure, sure. Like, I imagine um, songs like this were all on the uh, the soundtrack for, uh, uh, was it Manchester by the Sea? Is that what, oh. <laughs> the Casey Affleck movie? I didn't see it, but yes, I know what you're talking about. It's a fucking really good movie. Is it? It's a, okay. it's a real good movie, bro. Oh, okay. You got to see this movie, bro. Um, <laughs> yeah, and so it was like, it, it made me think of like, and this is this is just mainly aesthetically. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, oh, th- this is the people like I don't want to hang out with in Denver. This is what I imagine a lot of Portland <laughs> is, Boston. Uh, and then I just wrote pubs, period, lads, period. <laughs> So I was just kind of like trying to describe the mindset I was in. Okay. Are you you ready to get into the first song? Let's do it. Okay. We are are getting into the first song at, well, oh, Coheed, 2112 Uh, or uh, or 912 Mountain Time. mm -hmm. You're only at 2012. So, yeah. Um, And Cusack number. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> forever known as Cusack time in the Ensley household. <laughs> um, and so, unfortunately, even though it's all I want to do ever, I will not be eating until noon tomorrow because um, for reasons not supported by any medical professional, I am continuing to practice uh, intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. And mainly because if I eat too late at night, I'll wake up with a bellyache. Well, I woke up far from home with a pattern on my face, another night on the couch. To be on and face away another night in the AC Trying to find some room to breathe in the arms of a stranger But it is what it is and oh. all this shit is worthless to climb to my a, a tummy ache Also another way to phrase <laughs> that <laughs> Belly ache You get the rumbly love songs Yes Okay my, my first song-specific note, and this was like instantly, like right when the song started, mm-hmm. I was like, again, going back to me problems, which I'm great at, <laughs> I immediately put like my hand out to hold these this band at arm's distance because okay. I was like, I can never fully embrace this genre, this style this scene because like I just know like I'm not in that like I can never be one of those guys sure sure you know what I mean and so like I don't know why because I don't feel this way about you know metal certainly has a certain type of aesthetic and yes fans and and musicians you know can look a certain way and and that's a way I do not like look or present myself Mm-hmm. But I don't. I don't feel for whatever reason that um, that doesn't like prohibit me at all from embracing that that scene or whatever. 
And but for some reason this does, and maybe because I know it's like smaller or like maybe I actually like know more of these people than I do like these like. And again, I'm talking all in stereotypes, so everyone, please forgive me. Um, <laughs> but do you ever notice how women are this way and the men are this way? Uh huh. Uh huh. But, but I was just like, I was just like, I can never be like one of these guys. Like, even though this guy does like nothing but talking, um, <laughs> all he does is like talk about how like much of a failure he is, and he's just like such a piece of shit who can't get it together, and mm-hmm. yada yada yada. I still feel like people like this, like. Even if they don't like it, even if they don't like what they are, they know exactly what they are. And like their mm. identities always seem very clear to them, even if it's still a work in progress or not what they want. But like so when I when I hear or see people like that, I'm just like, I I I don't know. Like there's some some barrier there, or I'm just like, I'm gonna keep floating. <laughs> You know, kind of just by myself, like out here being like, hey, you guys over there in metal, you guys are cool. Indie rockers, what's up? Sometimes my jeans are a little tight too. Okay. <laughs> but like, it's never like, that's my group. Those are my guys. You know what I mean? Sure, sure, sure. So, yeah. Th- so, so that was the instant thing. It was stupidly, it was being, it was having to confront the uh, superficial aspects of the genre. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's, Definitely. And I think it's one of the things that like Josiah kind of pokes fun at is there's like this camaraderie with this style and the fest style and stuff. And it's, you know, being in the pit and singing arm in arm with your bros and and shit like that. And it's it's not something I would do either. (laughs) Like I kind of stay I like the music, but I kind of stay far away from that kind of stuff. But doesn't it kind of seem fun? Oh like, yeah. Don't, you, oh, don't yeah. you kind of want to be in that? Oh, one hundred percent. So why can't so there's we? An, there's another band that I saw, another fest type band that I'm going to give you one of these days called Iron Sheik. Saw them a few years ago. I heard about them starting today. <laughs> like, um, yeah. Anyway, I uh, saw them a few years ago at Press Club, and mm. oh my god, it. it it was such a fun concert, but the people right up front just looked like they were having the best fucking time and it made for great pictures. I took pictures and they were just, just in the singer's face, just like this singing along and oh my God. But just thinking about being up there just like makes me sweat and it gives me like such anxiety. Is it like a, like Which a- I used to be more okay with that. I think it, as I've gotten older, I mm. just, I'm not in it. Like when I was really into Blood Brothers and Thursday and seeing those bands a lot, I was right up front singing along and getting my handoffs and stuff like that. But it was very me and you. You're the singer. I'm the audience member. And we're in this together, you and me. But the the thing about when I saw Iron Sheik and when I watch a lot of footage of these uh, fest, fest bands, it's a very like everyone is in this together and we're all singing this shit together and it feels great to be there in the back. <laughs> um, but, but right up front, I'm like, Oh, that makes me so uncomfortable. I'm sure it's really fun, but it makes me uncomfortable. Is it a social anxiety or is it yes, like a, yes. okay. Total social anxiety. Is it, and I'm just guessing from like my projections, um, mm-hmm. is it like, Oh, I'm going to go up there and then they're going to be like, 
oh, never mind, you guys. <laughs> like, everyone un- unlink arms. No, it's... So, someone... Um, one of the th- one of the hangups I had with with starting a podcast, and when when we when we started when we t- decided to finally do this, I had to be like, okay, we're gonna do it tomorrow, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about it. Dante, you gotta kind of take the lead a little bit here because someone described me perfectly in the eighth grade is I'm <laughs> I'm the guy who stands in the circle of people or you. You could call them friends, but none of them were my friends. They were just the people I stood near. <laughs> sure. Uh, and laugh when someone says something funny, but I never say anything. That that sounds like the best type of person. <laughs> he, he made it seem like I was unwanted. Was there. he trying to like hurt you when he said, I mean, he was an eighth grader, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he was. But uh, I think I know who it is. Um Let's get him on the line. Yeah, let's get him on the line. I don't know what what the point was. It was just one of those things an eighth grader says. Right. Just pointing out that I just stand there and laugh, but I never have anything to say or have any input or whatever. And I would just feel if I went up front and got in the crowd and sang along and stuff, I would feel out of place. Ooh, I don't feel out of place anymore. Uh, who is that? <laughs> is that, is that a member of Spanish love songs? Just continue with your story. That's that was the end of my story. You timed oh. that perfectly. Oh, well, <laughs> great. Great. I think that, first of all, I don't think that, well, I didn't know you when you were 14. I was yet to be born. Um, <laughs> but you are not that person today sure but there i think there's something to be said for there's certainly people who think they have something worthy Mm -hmm. to say and do not yeah and that's why i agreed to do this podcast (laughs) (laughs) but i think there's and not saying you didn't have anything worthy to say but it's sometimes it's like i'm gonna say this and then what Mm mm-hmm yeah yeah. You know, it's like fine. Yeah. Usually when I did especially when I when I was that young, usually when I did say things, it came out wrong. And did you get better at that? Like did you have to like think why am I being misinterpreted or do I suck at communicating, you know? <laughs> I probably I probably just think more before I let things come out of my mouth. Yeah. You know, listening back to our episodes, it is really interesting to kind of like observe the way like we communicate. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I can tell when you're just like really <laughs> ready for me to stop talking. <laughs> Which, what are you talking about? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, who knows? <laughs> um, well, and like, and I don't know if it's maybe just a tonal thing, but sometimes like, I'll say something and like maybe I'm like looking for like confirmation from you or something, but you'll just be like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, just give me mm-hmm. one of those. And I'm like, like, is he actually like saying, oh yeah, yeah, I, I understand. Or is he just going, get to it, please? <laughs> like, like I, I don't know. But the, thankfully, um, I'm, uh, 
like full of myself enough that I don't hear it in the moment. It's only when I listen to the episode. <laughs> so oh. it all works out. <laughs> I guess uh, having the camera on makes it a little better. Cause That's you probably can see when I'm when I'm texting or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I guess before you were probably just like turning to Mon Petit and making the wanking motion when like I was like talking, but now I can see when you're doing it, so I know to shut mm-hmm, up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, just like that. Uh huh. <laughs> mm, that interesting, Dante. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. All right, so I have. So oh, how'd you like the, the song, Dante? Um. I liked it. Cool. I want to play a couple parts of it. Cool. Good. So the first part I want to play grew on me, though I'm not certain. I'm not certain maybe. I think this is a product of the genre and the style of music a little bit, where this is just kind of the style of guitar playing sometimes. And I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And like, it made more sense to me in the context of the song the more I listened to it. But I remember the first time I was very underwhelmed by this guitar. So... Totally fine, just kind of like single mm-hmm. note guitar line, yeah. you know. And I, I definitely like kind of, again, hear it in the context of the song better mm-hmm. now. But the mm-hmm. first couple of times I listened to it, I was just like, oh, this is so... I felt like it was kind of nothing. Like it was just mm-hmm. so simple and like it didn't really like fill the space. Um, okay. But but that's not, it's not what they're going for. And, yeah. and, and I take it that's just kind of something that is that happens in this type of music. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't necessarily listen to this type of music for the music. <laughs> I'm more here for at least this band, especially for lyrics. Sure. Um, and I happen to like the music that goes along with it. Uh, but as far as like guitar playing and technique, what they're doing is fine. If they, uh, I like the leads that they have. If they didn't have any leads, I'd still like it. <laughs> okay. You know? So, interesting. I mean, you can just read the lyrics then. <laughs> <laughs> I could. I could. If like, that, that's really weird to but say I that. But need the- I need to hear the little like wavery, like lilt he gets in his voice though. Yeah. To yeah. really make me start crying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, well, since you mentioned it, um, you threatened me. You, th- mm-hmm. well, I wouldn't say you threatened me, but you said I might cry. Uh, I said, yeah, there's potential because I, I have a hard time with this band. I did not cry. I wouldn't even say I had a hard time. Um, mm-hmm. There's one, so I think there's one clear song on this playlist that could potentially be a like kind of blatant tearjerker. Mm-hmm. But there was always something in those like sadder moments or more emotional, like raw moments. There's always something else that I could that I would be thinking about. Um, you know, in terms of like this guy, this band, this genre. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was never fully like maybe immersed in the emotion of the song. 
Like I certainly sure. got it and certainly felt it, but it, it never like, you know, I was never overcome with emotion, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was slow come with emotion. <laughs> hey, but yeah, so yeah, no, no tears. I can certainly see why someone who would be, like you said, comrades with all these people, mm-hmm. would just certainly get into like a, hey, let's have a big like gang cry session. Yeah, yeah like exactly. I, I'm, and they can, like, look, the, these are better people who are able to connect with other humans and be like truthful about their mm-hmm. feelings, mm-hmm. and that's great. That's great. Yeah. I'm wearing a I'm wearing a shark's hoodie. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I, though I I was gonna say that that's not something you would see on on one of these bands, but actually I I could kind of see where hockey being a very white quote unquote yeah. blue collar sport could be embraced sure. by. I mean, um, baseball is is big in in the world of fest. Oh well, just you wait because I did some digging. Yeah, you did. I, I also I just want to say like though maybe its fans are more often blue collar I don't know I don't know the demographics of major <laughs> sport league fandom but uh, hockey is incredibly expensive to play um, and so it certainly has like selection bias in terms of who is able to uh, get past that barrier of entry sure. and and take it to any sort of meaningful high level so. Uh, fucking do better NHL um, <laughs> make it affordable for more people um, okay next part I want to play I will say please since you played that little guitar lead it's been stuck in my head this whole time and it's great okay well oh wow Danny cares about music after all <laughs> all right this is um, just a little past 330 they they do a great uh, build up and crest. I'll die just how I lived. Stealing from someone I found right. Showing up a year too late. Now the water's gone. Now the love is gone. Now the future's gone. And I'll just lay here, but it's never gonna Going down to the river, I think, for our maybe second straight episode. <laughs> yes, or, or, yes. Yeah, that's a uh, love when like the music cuts out for mm-hmm. a second and it's just his the vocals. Way, the way the drums accent the vocals on that part. Yeah. Oh, I absolutely love that line. I don't think I could fix this. What What does he say? I wrote down the lyric. I don't I, think I, I can fix God? this if I found God hits me every time and I can never get through singing that song, singing that line when I'm singing this song. Cause I'm like, I don't think I this. I found God. <laughs> every time. I don't know if you just like, like torpedo to tear out of your eye or if you just spit, but I certainly saw something. <laughs> it's uh something torpedoed. <laughs> 
Can you be a gentleman and clean me up? <laughs> um, that that's a really good line, and it's a great example of um, me as a. I don't want to get all Ricky Gervais on everybody, so I'll say as an agnostic. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, pretty devout though. Um, <laughs> liking. Any sort of, not any sort of, but liking, you know, references to religion, Christianity, mm-hmm. biblical references, stuff like that. When when used in a way I relate to uh, yeah. is great. Yes. Is great. It, I mean, he's essentially saying, um, and I don't know his actual beliefs, but he's saying uh, if there is a God, he would be fucking helpless in this situation. He would, yeah. he would be of no use. Yes. Which yes. uh, I, I like quite a bit. As do I. Yeah, you texted me that line. <laughs> that was I think that was the only like sort of discussion we've had about you know because we, we can't really talk about it before the episode. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, so yeah, what? Why was it that line hits you so hard that this had to be the opener? Yes. I really wanted this song to be the opener because of that line. Also because we'll talk about it later, but this line stanza comes back later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, spoiler I also, alert. Spoiler alert. I also think it's very funny imagining you curled up in the fetal position in the middle of volleyball court saying, I don't think I can face this if I found God. If you only knew how apt that was for... Uh, <laughs> Our current situation. <laughs> yeah, that that song um, liked it from the beginning, but definitely had some like mm, I I get mm-hmm. it, but not for me reservations to start sure, with. Sure, sure, sure. Um, and and I guess I didn't didn't mention this, but I, I got to say, like I was pretty like oh one of these when when the vocals first started. Mm, okay. I was like, I, sure. I was like, I, cause, cause instantly that, that voice is not going to be in like any other genre of music. <laughs> like it, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, I knew yeah. instantly like, Oh, I'm listening to, you know, uh, people who listen to this also listen to the wonder years type mm-hmm. of band. Um, mm-hmm. and again, I, I had a girlfriend who like loved the wonder years and somehow I got through that whole relationship without ever hearing them. Oh, trying to figure out, I've never heard them I'm trying to figure out why, uh, either. Why, why it didn't work out with me and her. Maybe it was my complete lack of willingness to uh, show interest in anything she enjoyed. Hmm. Hmm. Huh. Yep. <laughs> well, we won't know. Um, but, uh, hey, she, at least she's responding to my texts. Hey, there you go. About, about this band. But, yes, I, I was able to... I thought maybe the first couple times listening to this playlist. I thought maybe it would be like, I get it. These are good songs. Like a lot of these courses are really catchy. There's, you know, a lot of really cool parts mm-hmm. here and there, but I wonder if just, just the style, just the, the scene it makes me think of would prevent me from, it, it would put like a lower ceiling on how sure, much I could sure. like this band. But, but yeah. I certainly came around and this, I don't know if this is too early for this, but I listened to an hour and a half uh, interview with Dylan Slocum because I, I just did a regular Google search and one of the first things that came up, I'm trying to, yeah, 
was uh let me pull it up right here was his profile uh for perfect game now danny you won't know what perfect game is because you're not a sporto like me <laughs> but a uh, perfect game is a probably pretty fucked up organization that runs uh, like high level youth baseball tournaments and mm-hmm. so if you're like a high level baseball player in like middle and high school you okay. play like your school seasons and then but you you play year around because you're that serious about it and so like perfect mm-hmm. game they'll have these like huge showcases major league baseball scouts go to these like these are like high high level players anyway yeah. so dylan had a uh, a profile well, I should say there was a profile for a Dylan Slocum. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's that's interesting. Probably not the same guy, but I'm going to look at it. Oh, from Menifee, California. Okay, that's that's down south. And committed to University of Santa Clara. Um, and one thing, if you Google image this band, you know that Dylan is a pretty big fella. He's tall. Tall guy. And uh, according to Perfect Game, he was 6'6", 230. Ooh. Wow. As of, uh, let's see. Well, he was a 2006 high school grad. And okay. so this was, you know, probably 05, 06 when this was made. Uh, do you know who else was a 2006 high school grad, Danny? Mm, that guy sitting behind you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, yes. Yes. And Dante. Uh, yeah. And so that's when I realized, ah, no, this guy is uh, yet another, um, j- just another reminder that like that leash you get when you're in your 20s to kind of be a fuck up and to kind of not know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And even some of the fuck ups you make, maybe others see them as uh, cute and endearing in some way because mm-hmm. like, hey, you're just going through it. You're trying to figure it out. Not so cute when you're in your 30s. <laughs> Less so, yeah. Very much, and and so his uh, no, and and he he will tell you as he kind of talked about in this podcast that he doesn't you know view himself as like super successful, and it's weird to him that he's like, you know, kind of started this band late in his life. Yeah, um, yeah. It wasn't until like late twenties, early thirties when they kind of became a thing, and but so yeah, so he uh, so I found out that he was a college baseball player. Mm-hmm. And uh, I now have open, let's see, how can I do this? Back to Dante tries to do technical things. <laughs> I, I'm going to send you a, another image. Let's see. Oh, that, I don't think that's going to work. Let's see. Is that literally just the text that says his name? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's his name, Dante. Okay, I just wanted you to see that. I didn't know if you knew. <laughs> hold on, hold on. You give me... <laughs> 10, 15 minutes tops, and I'll be halfway to figuring this out. Okay. Click to download. It is downloaded. Oh, Look at that clean-shaven guy. Yeah, you were looking at a, you know, probably 18-year-old mm-hmm. Dylan Slocum in his baseball cap yep. and uniform for Santa Clara, where he spent um, only one season uh, and then took off to go to film school, I found out, and just kind of be an interesting person that probably uh, helped him be successful by this time in his Mm -hmm. life. 
What uh, what position did he play on the baseball team? He was a pitcher. That makes sense. Pitchers are always tall. I feel like being being tall helps. There's uh, if you're pretty tall, you're either a pitcher, a first baseman, maybe an outfielder, but typically it's pitcher or first baseman. I tried to be a pitcher for a while when I played baseball as a youth, uh, and one game I was throwing so badly that um, I just started trying to hit the person that I was pitching to. Oh my God. The batter. You were headhunting? <laughs> I was headhunting. <laughs> and I was a bad pitcher, so I never hit anybody. <laughs> but I just wanted them to take me out. You got like 14 strikeouts on accident. <laughs> you got missing the I was person. Just, I was just walking everyone, you know. And How uh, old were you? I was... Uh, Elementary school. I don't oh, okay. How old, oh, yeah. I played through, Boy. I think, eighth, eighth, no, seventh grade was my last year of playing. You put you and me on a baseball diamond. I don't care mm-hmm. who the other players are. We're going to be losers. just transition into the next song i did sorry did you have more to say about bellyache uh no i don't actually i just really i really love that line yeah no it was a pretty good line about the baseball and being losers thank you um so think my favorite song okay that's a good one yeah i figured you liked it (laughs) so i again first listen so I want you to listen to the first seconds of this, okay? okay. Now it's going to sound familiar. <laughs> okay. Hey, da- hey Dante. Yeah. That's the f- that's the first song. So it sounded familiar to you then. It did. To the uninitiated, to the untrained ear, I thought maybe I had my Spotify set on repeat because both of those songs have that kind of like that drumming style, which which I like. But like you said, with these fest bands, it's a lot of that like mid-tempo, you know, and that's what we got here. I it, it took some time have, to try and find a song that was a different tempo or, or just like a slower song, and I could not find one. They're all kind yeah. of the same tempo, which is which is totally fine. I'm super down with that, but yeah. It's uh, it's known as the Gojira effect. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, no, I, I'm fine with it, too. Um, it just happened that these two were, you know, number one and two on the playlist, and mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. It, was, it was not so much the tempo, but the drums that yeah. 
yeah. that kind of linked them to me. Um, I was surprised and thankful that this wasn't like the clear number one most listened to on their Spotify mm-hmm. because, like I said, I think it is my favorite and I really didn't want to like, you know, like their big hit or whatever. <laughs> you didn't want to be the normie. Um, hmm. I don't know if I would say that. I think I would love to be considered like <laughs> normal and boring. Um, but not that I'm interesting, but <laughs> what is uh, their number one on Spotify? So number one is, well, it's on the playlist. So I don't know if I want to say yet. Okay. Okay. Number uh, two is kick. Number three is self-destruction. Number four is this song's sequel. And number five is Beachfront Property. Hmm. Uh, Apple Music has uh, Losers as number two. Uh, You mean Losers (laughs) 2? No, Losers is number two. Is Losers 2 on the top five or however Uh, many they show you? No, it is number nine. Now... You set a very positive example for me. You're a role model when it comes to listening to playlists. Mm -hmm. And so I am also a good boy. Good. But I would like to know, does Losers 2, like, in in what way does it connect with this song? I don't know, actually. Okay. I I never Never paid that much attention to the names of the songs. Okay. Um, But so it's not clearly like, you know, oh, they have the the same chorus or there's like, I mean, lyrically, all these songs kind of touch on the same yeah, yeah, yeah. topics in a way. Um, Ooh, it's got a, an explicit E for explicit. Oh, man. Hey, I can't be listening to this right now. Why You're not? making me not a good boy. You're making me a hashtag bad boy. <laughs> As of right now, it's okay. Because we're doing the episode. I guess that tempo is a little bit slower. Like I should have picked losers too. Yeah, it's for sure slower. This is getting hard to do. Also, I just realized it looks like I brought my representation with me. <laughs> it does. It does. Going to need you to be careful what you say. Two and a half million. Is that good? Do we like that? <laughs> yeah, we can accept that. Okay. Um, okay, so l- let's play a couple parts of Losers, and okay. then, then we'll uh, make the episode worse with our talking. Yes.
So it kind of took me a while to... Well, I kind of had to stop and think, like, oh, what is the chorus of this song? Because I think maybe I would call it a pre-chorus, but when those 16th note hi-hats come in, mm-hmm. when it gets, like, really fast on the hi-hat, at about, yeah, at about 50 seconds, I think that's the pre-chorus. And then when that drops out, but when he says it gets hard or doesn't, I think that maybe is considered the chorus. But, like, that whole part, like, links up for just, like, 40 seconds or whatever yeah, of just, yeah. like... Awesome. Um, and that that guitar line that starts, I'll play it again, I think about 109, that v- super simple but fast guitar line right here. Going to go ahead and turn up the volume. I feel like that <laughs> might help the listeners. Yeah, that guitar line is like just so like driving and energetic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's real good, <laughs> Danny. You did it. Okay. Yeah. What? Oh yeah. I did it. Yeah, I did it. You're I didn't done. Play that. I just picked what? some for the playlist. What the? F- I thought not- Dylan Slocum was uh, Dylan Slocum. That's obviously a fake name. I thought it was your alias. Oh. <laughs> I don't think he's the lead guitarist. I think the other guy's the lead guitarist. Well, no, okay. That's not what I was saying, but okay. Okay, okay. Okay. Oh, I got to keep that open. <laughs> Your fly? Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah, that guitar line is really great. Again, it's a it's a very simple lead that it just fits really well with the song, so it's not like a standout like thing that I want to learn to play on guitar or anything like that, but it just fits perfectly with the song yeah and i take back what i said when i said <laughs> you, you if like they got rid of the leads i would still like it i want the leads to stay because then it would be a little more boring or it would be boring you you say this now you're gonna take it back in the next song or something you're just you know, going back and forth. i forgot your representation is here and so this is a little more official today so <laughs> Um, I'm, yeah, I'm surrounded by gentlemen in ties. I should actually take a screenshot of this. Wait, what should I be doing? Okay. Um. Oh, nothing, I guess. Okay. Well, fuck me. Well, I mean, we can do another one. Do you have, do you have enough film? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know what to do now. Turn around like you're, like you're talking to one of them. (laughs) That works? That's good. That's good. Okay. Um. Okay, let's let's talk some lyrics here. Okay. One, um, for whatever reason, this song, kind of this whole band, but this song made me start thinking, like, I should probably start drinking again. Um, <laughs> no. What if I, like, stay off the meat, but I just black out by myself every night? Okay, there is a line in this song. That, you know, probably just like everything else, I will get used to and accept and embrace the more mm-hmm. I try it. Um, sure. But some some of these lyrics, some of, I guess, his writing style is, like I said, is like so on the nose. I guess it's not even on the nose, because on the nose implies you're like trying to be, maybe you're like trying to be metaphorical and it's just like, super like obvious and cheesy yeah. or something. 
Yeah. And this is weird because I feel like this kind of goes counter to what I was saying. I really love about Justin's lyrics in Motion City. <laughs> but the line, and we replaced my broken mattress with another hand-me-down is just like so like, I, I'm going to say trying, and I'm not saying that he's like not in, like that. I'm not saying this is like fabricated or anything, but like he just like makes himself come across as like the world's like biggest sob story. <laughs> and like specifically saying like that he has a hand-me-down mattress is just like, Oh, we get it. Like, I don't know. Something about that was like too, like w- w- the equivalent of that in a movie would be just like, they are overdoing it, making you like try to feel sorry for this like down and out character. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't like, it's just too like ham fisted or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that's the line that I think like really like, encapsulates it the most for me for whatever reason <laughs> um I, I i can see that it, it's funny like i'd never read a lot of the lyrics and i didn't really know what this song was about i just assumed all of his songs were about uh feeling like a loser and feeling worthless and and being depressed and stuff and i was like oh i relate to this so much it's great and i guess there's there's a bit of that in here but it's definitely like millennial problem kind of lyric uh themes or whatever in this one yeah like the the part about um like losing your jobs um where is that i'll live my life off points from credit card financing you'll stay stuck losing your jobs let's watch these options pile up you know i may not know exactly what that is intended to mean but i like just listening to it not when i wasn't able to like read it Mm-hmm. and follow along like it made me think that it was like like you said a millennial like someone struggling right now who doesn't have options and so i, I thought he was like saying let's watch these options pile up like sarcastically yeah like is yeah. that how is that how you take it i don't know let me i gotta look at the line hold on yeah i don't know it seems like it could be like a sarcastic line let's watch these options pile up or last ask for help i'm on the ask for help side well, you're maybe that's you're what I always did. Stronger than most. It's not easy to ask for help sometimes. I know what it I know it's not. Um But yeah, I, I was kind of um I mean my journey with this band has been obviously briefer than yours, but I kind of had that just assumption, oh, everything's going to be sort of, you know, like you said, about depression. You know, mm-hmm. I suck and I can't do anything to get better, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, which, yeah, totally relate to. Yeah, yeah. But I I do think maybe in this song there is a little bit of that. Yeah, but like we didn't make it this way. Yeah, yeah. And it's really hard or it's impossible to get out of this right. hole or whatever. Right. And and maybe if not specifically like a millennial thing, maybe just in general about how if how it's hard to be lower class. Yeah. Lower you class, know, young, poor. Though I, I will say, and this isn't to like this is not meant to like call him out or anything. Uh, in the interview I listened to, he said that like, yeah, I went to I went to public school like my whole life. And the host was like, like, oh, yeah, cool. And 
uh, Dylan goes, uh, it was like a very like rich, like rural, <laughs> like public school. So like, don't, you know, yeah, get yeah, the yeah. wrong idea. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, I don't know. Like I assume that a lot of the like very personal, uh, self-worth stuff is, mm. is like real, you know? And then I wonder if maybe this is like speaking up for, you know, those who can't speak up for themselves type of thing. Sure, sure. Have you seen the video for this song? Uh, I did, yes. I watched it when they premiered it when it came out. Ooh. Ooh. Um, wow, God, what was it like being there for the first one? <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah, I, I like this this video quite a bit. I mean, it's it's tough to shoot a good video for $14 mm-hmm. and they pulled it off. <laughs> Sure, sure. I really, really liked the part where uh, Meredith, the keyboardist, was mm-hmm. texting for help. <laughs> and the response is, are you the merch girl? And she makes, she makes like, the acting is mwah, perfect. She makes such a good face like this again. Like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like people obviously say that all the time. Yeah. It reminded me of, this is going to sound like a joke and it's not. The first Ace Ventura, mm-hmm. when Jim Carrey and Courtney Cox go to that like rich, fancy party, and there's like a huge like spread of like hors d'oeuvres or whatever out there. Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah. There's a part where he's like just going around Ace Venturing it up, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, "Wait a minute! Wait a goddamn minute!" Oh no! Is it not Ace Ventura? What if it's Ace Ventura too? It was Eyes Wide Shut all along. Fuck! It is Ace Ventura too because uh-huh. I YouTubed the first Ace Ventura party scene uh-huh. on YouTube, and I was like, I'm pretty sure I remember it happening right here. They must have just like, it must have happened like right before, or right after this like YouTube <laughs> clip is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now I'm remembering a little bit more. Hold on. <laughs> I do not know how to have this translate for the pod, but um, I'm going to send you this link. Okay. And Are you texting it to me? I'm just going to put it in the Zoom chat. Do links work in Zoom chat? Mm, yeah. Okay. So it has been Zoom chatted to you. I want okay. you to go to uh, 53 seconds. Oh, there it goes. Okay. 53 seconds. Let me see. Okay. Is he throwing? Is he trying to throw tomatoes in his mouth? He he did yes. Okay, so uh, uh, right after his last throw, he keeps missing, and he kind of does that thing where he's like, "Well, I gave up my best shot." <laughs> and that is, I'm gonna try to pull these side to side. This can be your uh, your teaser or whatever. <laughs> my stupid. Uh, I'm sure they're gonna love this. Who? <laughs> Spanish love songs. Yeah, they're they're totally gonna be aware of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. My computer fan is very mad at me for watching that video. <laughs> Your computer fan is like, though funny, Ace Ventura is very problematic in hindsight. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, at least I got the screen caps or the okay. screenshots that I'm gonna send to you later. <laughs> Perfect. This was all worth it. 
Anyway, the point is, listener, watch the video for losers and uh, yes. just go ahead and in the comments uh, commend Meredith for her acting chops in in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So yeah. So uh, m- this is my favorite song. I'm gonna drink again, but not beer because it just fills me up. I think I'll probably just be okay. a wine guy. So actually, mm-hmm. what time is it? Ten. Ten on a Sunday. Ooh. Don't know when it, things close. Uh, <laughs> We've still got two hours more of this record, too. So I know. Um, do, do you have anything else uh, you want to say about Losers? Um, I don't think so. The The bridge breakdown part uh, is very, very good. Similar to the last song. I'm going to go ahead and play it really quick. Okay. Almost exactly like the last song, <laughs> but but still very, very good. It is very good. Um, yeah. You better hope they don't listen to this because they're going to be mad at you. Eh, whatever. It's happened before. You know, where, it's happened to me It's before. happened before where we compliment a band a bunch and they're like, that was harsh, dude. Spanish love songs. We love you. Come on the show. If, if you, um, it's Slocum. Dylan Slocum. On the show. Oh, it's not Spanish love songs? Dylan's Spanish love songs. <laughs> you said come on the show, slow come on the show. Oh, oh. Mm. Does everybody see what I have to deal with? <laughs> I keep Does everyone paying, see what I have to deal with? Every month I send this guy a hundred bucks for improv lessons, and I'm not sure where the money's going. <laughs> uh. Okay. Uh, hey, you intro this next song. Okay. Um, I was, I was trying to think of an intro for this one earlier today, but I, I can never uh, come up with a good story. Um, I was, I was, uh, watching a movie and, uh, Amanda said, oh, is that Carl Weathers? And I said, oh, tis Carl. I'm supposed to be stoic. So wipe the tears off of my face. The ships off the coast of Mexico Look it out as they roll away I still see you smiling Even as I'm as selfish as I've ever been See you sitting in your chair I see you singing happy birthday Pretty good. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I was trying to think of the same thing, like, but mine was going to be a question, like, oh, Tiscar? <laughs> but i didn't know how to set it up that like, yeah, there yeah, was yeah. A, there was a person in the room whose name i didn't know mm-hmm. um okay this song starts with the line i'm supposed to be stoic stoic this guy where's my goddamn notes <laughs> ah yes right under the song title oh weird uh otis Oh, tis Carl Weathers. I feel like sometimes he's singing the parts. He's singing lines that should be uh, in the outline of the song. Mm -hmm. 
he's like, okay, I'm gonna, I want to sing here a line about how I'm supposed to be stoic. <laughs> oh, I'll just say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's something to be said for just literally saying exactly what you are thinking. Um, mm-hmm. I would prefer if he was like singing weird esoteric shit, probably in French, but you know, <laughs> to each their own. But like, and especially with the way the song opens with like, like just the vocals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like very like he's singing like right away, very hard on his sleeve, mm-hmm. and it's it's just so. I don't know, and again. I think commendable in a lot of ways, but it's just like so like bare and like the, you can't go, Oh, I wonder what he means by that. <laughs> you know, I, I think maybe, and it's probably because of what I've been used to listening to most of my life is I think there's sometimes more interesting ways to say, to, to get to your point. But then mm. again, I'm uh, super long winded and I like <laughs> affectation and I like being clever just for being clever's sake, mm-hmm. which are not like qualities. <laughs> it's basically saying like, I like fluff and I want to, you know, ooh, I hope you think the way I put this sentence together is cute. <laughs> like, fuck that guy, right? Like, that guy sucks. No, that guy is me. <laughs> but um, I do think that affected how I you know perceived these lyrics mm-hmm. it's just another one of those things that you you have to get used to I whatever. suppose is, it's a Dante problem okay it's always okay when I say it <laughs> sorry I'm sorry but I was but he ends the song with a line I really like mm-hmm. when he says I know you ain't resting your bones I know you does he say ain't again or didn't or something I know you ain't resting your bones. Hold on, I just I guess I'll just scroll down. Oh, uh, weird. I know you ain't made it back home. Mm. Yeah. Um, I like I think I guess maybe I'm kinda like you in this song where like I kind of get the overall vibe of what the song's about, but I haven't broken it down to see if there's like a narrative that I need to be following here. Yeah. Um, but I, I take it that someone important. Uh, in his life was dying and or died. Yeah, I believe a, and a he, grandparent. Okay. I think that's him saying like, you know, I don't believe in the afterlife or that you're in a better place right now. But mm-hmm. I, I think he kind of implies like, well, in the very, at the very least, like you're no longer suffering in, in whatever way maybe his grandparents suffered. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at all the genius notes. There's a lot of references to Otis Redding's Dock of the Bay song. Sitting on the dock of the bay. Okay, so I, I knew Otis in the title was Otis Redding. Who mm. is Carl? Maybe Carl is his grandfather? Maybe. What, but Or Carl Weathers? <laughs> it's probably Carl Weathers. <laughs> his grandparent was a big Arrested Development fan. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... What um, what do we think the favorite song is after which Dylan named his guitar? Is there like an Otis Redding song with Carl in it? Possibly. I mean, because I thought maybe the, that's the genius. What Carl... This is just all talking about Dock of the Bay, so maybe that was the favorite song. So he, what what's the he... guitar line? 
I hope they played you Otis Redding. I hope you remembered I named my yeah. guitar after your favorite singer. In an interview with New Noise, Slocum confirms his 78 Les Paul guitar was named Otis after Otis Redding, his departed grandfather's favorite singer. Does oh. not say. Hmm. Well, I mean, so yeah, maybe it makes sense Carl would be his grandfather. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Interesting song title. I guess that yeah. we don't have to get too hung up in, but... Yeah. yeah, so this was my least favorite. Hmm. And I, I think this was also the one that if one was going to really drag some emotion out of me, this would be the one. And it just, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It, it just, it didn't. It is a sad song and it like very like deliberately like, well, it starts with the I'm supposed to be stoic with just mm-hmm. the vocals. And then it ends with music fading out and just vocals um, kind of, you know, a, a final goodbye or, or mm-hmm. however you want to say. Um, but, uh, yeah, th- there was always something because, you know, maybe when we listen to these, we're listening with kind of an analytic sure. lens or something that maybe prevented me from really getting there emotionally. Cause I'm thinking of, Oh, how, how do I like the, you know, the way the drums did that or mm-hmm. grappling with my, you know, prejudices of what I perceive to be fest culture and all of that stuff. So, it, you know, you know, it's hard to know, like, how that can, you know, prevent one from really uh, feeling this on the level that he certainly did, that Dylan certainly did, and, and maybe intended for his listeners. I don't know. Mm-hmm. This one I kind of went back and forth on, uh, this song. You know, it was on the six or seven song playlist and it I kind of jumped back and forth between this and another song and I ended up picking this one mainly because of our conversation or conversations on the Touche Amore episode um mm-hmm. about yeah. you know parents dying, grandparents dying and not being sure how to feel about that kind of stuff and worrying about feeling the wrong things when this happens and, and stuff like that. I guess I was trying to rehash that conversation. <laughs> you just play back the just episode. Wanted, I just wanted to bring some tears out. <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I was just kind of going for that. And the other song that I wanted to put on was called A Boy Considers His Haircut. Okay. Which is another so very good one. I... That was mentioned in the podcast that I listened to mm-hmm. because uh, the the host of the podcast said that like he got a haircut and then later realized it could be like cultural appropriation of Nazis. <laughs> and so I don't know if that's what the song is referencing, but um, there's, there's a reference in the song to that because okay, some some kind of like uh, fashion type magazine or something wrote an article about how a lot of neo-Nazis and Richard Spencer types had... Yeah, he was a, dapper. Had a high and tight kind of haircut. Yeah. And that also happened to be a haircut that was very popular with the emo lads. Oh, interesting. I did yeah. not know that. A, a co-worker here was asking me like, hey, what's that haircut when it's like, you know, shaved pretty, si- or pretty high on the sides? And I was like... I don't know, just like a high fade. Um, mm-hmm. And then he was like, 
looking through pictures on his phone and I was like, oh, uh, yeah, uh, alt-right. Like, don't <laughs> do that. Like, what the are you doing? Haircut. And, it, and it, was, it was for his, like, five-year-old kid or whatever. And I was like, don't oh, fucking put ooh, that on your kid. Ooh, starting them young, huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, if you saw what they looked like, it would fit. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. Uh, you know, the first two songs we talked about both had, you know, a couple parts that were like, oh, like, this is a really good part. I really like this guitar. I really like this build. Mm. I really like this chorus. And th- this song, to me, is just, it's just fine. Hmm. Okay. Okay. This is the first song where the synth actually is audible. I feel like her synthesizer is too quiet. I want them to, I want it to be louder. So every time I hear it, I get really excited. And I did not play. know there was keys in this band until I watched the video for <laughs> Losers and was like, yeah. huh. some good get up kids-esque synthesizer going on there which i love or motion city soundtrack whatever your flavor is i also really like how they change verse two up a little bit so i'm gonna play verse two because of the consequence they bring letting go is never easy even when you're empty even when you're alone i hope they played you I just like that kind of stop-start rhythm they do there uh, during the the second verse because I don't think they do that on the first verse. They don't. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I like that they changed up the second verse a little bit instead of just doing the same thing, similar to that um, one Gojira song where they did. The I was going to say verse a little bit. Yeah, you're a sucker for a uh, yeah a alt verse. <laughs> not. It's not a joke. I just didn't know what else to call it. <laughs> not the alt right. But the alt verse is all right. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> know, let's see if I can tie this into the next song title. <laughs> um. Uh, okay. What? Even if what you say is perfect, I have something stupid to say. Also. Okay, go with yours because I can't think of anything. You you're gonna regret this because it's I stupid. Usually do. <laughs> so. This isn't even going to count because I'm not even going to say the name of the song. It's almost a little uh, word jumble for our listeners, so it'll be fun. Okay, cool. You know I I love all things Canada. Mm -hmm. I even have a... Oh, God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) You're just holding the singer of Spanish love songs. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, well, I'm trying to show Danny a book and uh, some uh, low-level green screen technology is preventing it. (laughs) Though, knowing Danny, even if there wasn't um, any visual impediment, he still might not know what it is. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what books are. Let's see here. Uh... Are you going to do something with poutine pain? First of all, fuck you. Yes, and you, but you didn't do it right. 
Also, this is the book I was going to show you. I'm, I have a book. The Down Goes... <laughs> Why is that funny? God, now the I have to explain to... The Down Goes Brown. Because the poop is brown and it goes down. Not the way I do it. <laughs> anyway, it's a book about hockey. And so, yes, congratulations, you got there. I was going to say, if you switch the first letters of the words of this song title, you get the perfect Canadian storm. Maybe my second, or maybe tied for first, song of the playlist, Poutine Rain. On any given day, I'm a six of ten. Bed to dust and bar eyes on the floor Still apologizing for the way I've been Each breath more full of shit than the one before Yeah, I know the negative consumes me Guess I'm alright Let the kill pass right through me While my friends are taking <laughs> off of That's really good so yeah, um, you, you sandwiched uh, you sandwiched a little bit of a dud for me um, in between losers and routine pain. I almost said my <laughs> version again, um, which both of these songs are awesome. Mm-hmm. Do you know what happens if me, a uh, lactose intolerant person, uh, eats a bunch of poutine? Pain. Specifically, I would ruin my guts. Ooh. This song, like, from, like, beginning to end is just awesome. Th- mm. This is almost too easy and obvious, but <laughs> let's fire up the old Spotify here. Oh, I thought you were going to say a name of another outdated search engine, because I like when you do that. It makes me laugh. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fun for probably only us. Yeah, um yeah. anyway just like this I podcast i can't right now I'm, I'm still waiting for another uh 30 day free trial aol cd to come in the mail <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> here we go noise level control or something i'm getting waves like there's there's plenty yeah of i'm waves sure there. you are but it's either it's probably zoom that's fucking with you well so it's it's that part in the middle of the song where what's the time goes, code i'll just listen to it on my zoom. no no i'll just i'll just fucking uh, you don't need it where it goes just sing it boom 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 you know that part uh-huh uh-huh the drums are like, yeah, that is really good. Yeah, that part fucking kicks ass. It does. Um, yeah, I love like those just big chords and fast rolls because they don't really do that. Like the drums aren't that busy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. typically, or at least in this playlist. Yeah. And then there's that like break with the like talk singing, mm-hmm. which uh, I really like. They're going back to Gojira. They're uh trying shit yeah you know it's fucking wild it's wild there's there's mention of bars 
which uh, as always, yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> they really stick with like they're like big like pillars, you know, mm-hmm, of, mm-hmm. of like this scene. His voice is like constantly quivering. Oh God! Wait, I love so it. Now, so is Danny's entire body. <laughs> um, yes. I, that, that's one of the things that when I first heard this band, I immediately fell in love with just the, the quiver in his voice. Every, every few lines or so it just, Oh, just makes me quiver. Well, and that's a, um, I mean, I guess this is probably obvious, but that's certainly a, a choice and affectation he's doing. Cause I was so surprised when I, listen to him on this podcast what his speaking voice sounds like mm-hmm. no, doesn't quiver nothing at, at all, all. <laughs> doesn't quiver at all it doesn't have that like i don't know that like i'm gonna be the leader of a gang fight type of <laughs> like tone to it you know like uh-huh, uh-huh. i mean because he's, he's talking he's not like shouting obviously but um <laughs> yeah it was just his, his speaking voice i mean it's it's perfectly pleasant like fine like normal speaking voice it's just um yeah it was, it was very surprising yeah but it's just yeah always quivering and he acknowledges it he goes yeah i guess anyone anyone who sings with like a quiver is going to get and, and is trying to do like their best version of springsteen songs is going to get compared to you know menzingers or whatever yeah, yeah. like I, I think he mentioned like some uh record label was like he said like yeah your your first album was like really like uplifting and like the Menzingers and your this album um, isn't so, so, something along those lines. I'm sure I'm uh-huh. butchering the details, but um, which kind of made me feel good because I, I don't really know much in that realm. But mm. Menzingers did come to mind, and apparently, it also came to the mind of this asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know much of that band. I've, I've tried to listen to them a little bit, and then somebody in the 155 pod world suggested them and so i listened to their first album and i was like oh this is pretty good but then i never listened to it again so yeah the the couple menzinger songs um thanks to my girlfriend at the time were fine but it was kind Mm -hmm. of just that like this is your type of music and not my type of music Mm -hmm. and so like i'll listen to it when you play it but like just not for me yeah yeah, them and, and the Wonder Years. And what's funny is the like one Wonder Years song I know is because she put it on a mix for me. And it's all about either his brother or like a friend's brother's funeral. Oh. <laughs> and so I'm just like, yeah, of fucking course. You guys have like three topics. <laughs> and two of them are just like different people who have died. <laughs> uh, I don't know what it is, but like this... <laughs> This genre is just like filmed in that like dour, like gray mm-hmm. uh, Boston cop movie cinematography. <laughs> it's always cloudy. It's it's yep. It's always cloudy. They're always standing in like a black like overcoat in front of a grave. You know, <laughs> like they just they stick to they stick to their tropes. Yes. Um. For for as much as I like this song, I don't have a ton to say about it. Uh huh. Um. <laughs> well, I got some notes on it. Okay. <laughs> I was reading my notes when I said that. Yeah. Yes, you said that. Came out a little weird. 
Well, it was, it was the way you say it and said it, and the way that it implied just like. Well, like clearly, when I said I didn't have much to say about this song, that was me going, uh, "Danny, <laughs> say t- tag, tag, you're it." <laughs> yeah, and you were just like acknowledging. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. The notes are kind of the same, but on any given day, I'm a six of ten. Hey, me uh-huh. too. Me too, buddy. Uh, and also, am I going to be this down? forever am i going to be this dumb forever am i going to be this gone forever am i going to be this numb forever have you ever felt lower than everyone else hey me too buddy (laughs) that's kind of the way i feel when i listen to this band is just i guess it's that fest feeling that arm in arm i know exactly how you're feeling when you're writing these lyrics you're a fest bro i'm a fest bro i'm just scared of it I'm that a boy, fest, bro. that is the breakthrough fest song that hasn't been written yet. Is I'm a fest bro, but I'm too scared to like <laughs> embrace it. Yeah, yeah. I've got the beard. I've got the belly now. It, I don't drink is, though. Is there a such thing as fest belly? I, I mean, beer is kind of a big thing, and so I, I think a lot of these guys have beer bellies. Sure. I mean, you can't have a. You can't hoist a pint of bubbly blackberry fizz, whatever you... What's in there? Water? Water. Hold up a water. Maybe some milk. I'm progressive, and I want to call you the F word right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I am a father. (laughs) Uh, The the worst F word there is. Uh, but those are my, my only two notes. I absolutely love those lines, especially the bridge part where he's saying, have you ever felt lower than everyone else? That just speaks volumes to like me. Because you always, you get that feeling when you're in a depression where you do feel alone and you feel like, no one else has ever felt this way. No one else has ever felt this low or this down before, mm. or at least I do. Um, I I was dating a girl once who... Uh, Bragger? <laughs> my depression didn't... Wasn't the same as hers, basically. And she was like, you're not... You don't have depression. You don't know what you're talking about. And so, obviously, people have different ways of reacting to depression sometimes it's chronic sometimes it comes and goes whatever but basically when i'm in it i feel completely alone and feel like i feel lower than everyone else right now and so that line when i first heard that i was like oh fuck dude let me wipe my tears away (laughs) it's very very frustrating when there's gatekeeping in mental health. <laughs> Seriously. We we it's we watch the movie Prozac Moment or not Prozac Moment. That's a that's a song. Prozac Nation. Um and I found is it Christina Ricci in that movie? I've never seen it. I don't know. Okay. The the main character I 
granted, this was like 2005, okay? And I haven't seen the movie since, so I don't know. I found her character annoying. And, but my, the girl I was dating, I wouldn't even call her my girlfriend. I was just seeing this girl related a lot to the character, the main character in the movie. Um, and like their depression and I want to say addictions were similar and stuff. And so, yeah, it, it was a thing. And then it only lasted like two months. It was dumb, but yeah, gatekeeping mental health is dumb. It, it very much is. Well, and, and maybe, I mean, even just what, 15 years ago, um, well, I guess that's quite a bit of time. 15 years ago, there wasn't, like, we were still working to talk about it more openly, less mm-hmm. ignorantly, mm-hmm. all of that. And so, you know, I mean, I guess to kind of let her off the hook a little bit, like, it was probably easy to be like, oh, well, yeah. it, you, you are or you aren't. Um, or it's this kind or not at all. Like, Mm -hmm. but yeah, just doing that now to me would be kind of unfathomable to be like, well, oh, you didn't get the same exact diagnosis as me. Yeah. You get no sympathy. (laughs) No (laughs) sympathy whatsoever. (laughs) Um, well, we can certainly, uh, cut this. Um, do you, does yours have a cool name? Like your like diagnosis? Oh, no, I don't have an official diagnosis i guess just depression <laughs> okay i've heard of it yeah it's a little yeah. it's a, it's a little mainstream for me to yeah, be honest <laughs> you're more into the underground stuff french i want i want black french depression uh hold on hold yeah on. it's it's down. like a, it just runs in the family and Um, what I'm about to say uh, will only add to and possibly start um, new depression in listeners. Um, one of the my favorite jokes that I've ever come up with, uh, you just reminded me of, mm-hmm. is like seven words. I'm so sorry, Danny. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Bad knees don't run in my family. <laughs> good it's a good dad joke yeah (laughs) one day i hope to have a kid to say it to (laughs) you could turn turn not to not to the singer but to the guitar player turn to him and say it he seems like a kid kind of he's got he's got the boyish charm yeah uh these two so that's kyle i believe um who's him and Dylan are like polar opposites. There's like a foot and a half between them. It seems <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and so that um, that breakdown part, mm-hmm. maybe because you implanted this in my head a few episodes ago, but that reminded me of Andy Hole from Manchester Orchestra. Oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he has. Um, let me see if I can find it. Actually, I, I wrote I wrote down the song, but not the. Uh, Time code, because um, I'm bad. Because you want to be like me. Tired of talking to a wall. I could talk to someone else. It's got seven days without a word, and you're with someone somewhere else. My daughter, she what album is that on? 
Uh, that is off Simple Math, 2010. Okay. I do I do recognize that part when it got big. Yeah. But I only listened to that album a couple times. But yeah, I could definitely see the similarity. Um, and that that song is uh, happens near Fest. Oh. That song is called Pensacola. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just uh, not not exactly how the voices sound, but kind of the the delivery and yeah, just that yeah, breakdown yeah, for sure. Um, sad, sad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to quote your favorite president, that part is <laughs> sad. All right. Well, let's get into the final song. Um, and just like everything we've said so far on this podcast, it's not interesting. What's the name of the song? The song, I think, is interesting. I didn't say the song wasn't interesting. I know. I said everything we... Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. 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 Let me write this out. <laughs> hey, Danny. Hey, Dante. Are you worried about me? <laughs> no, no. I don't think okay. I am. Okay. Why? Good. You have no reason to be. Okay. Should I be? No. What did I just say? <laughs> Why? Because um, is it something to do with this song? Yeah, fucking everything to do with this song. <laughs> like, I feel like you, like, if this was high school, you made a girl a mix of, like, a bunch of songs you like, and then oh. one song that she was supposed to, like, really listen. Like, you put, like, you wrote inside, like, listen to the lyrics in song number 11. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's I think it's about us. Yeah. <laughs> Screaming infidelities. <laughs> yeah, I fucking you owe me a lint roller. <laughs> that was good, Dante. That's what so if you went to your improv classes like a good boy, you would know that's what's called uh, going A to C. <laughs> you mention a song name I say lint roller, you have to figure out what B is in the middle. And of course it is this hair. That is everywhere. Uh, yeah. Okay, I'll go to the improv classes. God. I'm going to need $10. <laughs> you keep disappearing into, what is his name, Kyle? It's a trust fall into Kyle's torso. <laughs> I Well, my head was back because I was drinking and I uh, did not want to choke to death. <laughs> It would have looked like I was painting myself blue. Ooh. Okay, there we got stuff to talk about. Okay, let's um, go. There was definitely, like you were talking about in the other songs, and which I, I can totally get, but this song was the one that was most like, <sighs> is Danny trying to like, is he trying to like give me a pep talk through <laughs> music? Yes, I am. I mean, so the like uplifting part would be, like maybe I should learn to love well not uplifting, but like the the message, like mm-hmm, maybe I should mm-hmm. learn to love myself. It always feels better staying down. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll be happy in the end. Should I hold my breath and wait for it? Um 
I like that it's it's a very I mean he's a very self aware person maybe too too much to be able to even like handle and sort all those thoughts like that's always <laughs> kind of a like a struggle oh hey buddy nope too fast nope. um like do you ever have that where you're like I'm having all of these thoughts and I understand in in the abstract I understand what it all means mm-hmm. and I understand how I feel but mm-hmm. if I then try to like categorize and sort it it's too much yes like i i I find it very impressive that guys like this people like this can do that and in the beginning of the episode i was saying how like even if they're if if they deem themselves failures or you know poor or sad or depressed or whatever Mm -hmm. i feel like people in this scene always nevertheless have a real good handle on themselves sure and like have that kind of clear identity, even if the part of the identity are these like quote unquote uh, like character flaws or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, is that going to get me canceled? Did I just say like you're like flawed if you're depressed? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> not. It whatever. Um, so so you're battling with some sort of personal deficiency, but Dylan and and. Others who I am unfairly going to throw in this, you know, stereotype, Mm -hmm. weave that into their identity where I feel like I am also all of those things, (laughs) but I'm just like, like I said, like floating, lost, confused, unable to like, not even willing to begin to try to sort these out. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like, the idea of journaling has always been incredibly stressful to me. <laughs> Do you know how many journals I have? Blank. All blank. <laughs> I love the idea of journals. The second my pen touches paper, I have ruined that journal. You just, it's like t- you just write whatever comes into your head. And it, to what end? It helps to get those thoughts out and and i don't know see them realized on paper i i truly feel like i would have and to then you can you can turn them into sh- uh shitty acoustic songs that you play in your your childhood bedroom to no one danny is that something you've done no no i don't know what you're talking about i don't know like i i feel like i would have to be taught how to do it. Like I would have to see someone's example and be like, Oh, that's how you journal. Like, I know it should just be like this totally like free thing, no rules, no construct or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I, I truly feel like a, when you buy a new car and you drive it off the lot, the second I've <laughs> like written in the journal, it loses all its value. Hmm. I have like defiled this like perfectly good paper. It's bound nicely. There's maybe a little strap that goes around yeah. it or some shit. Yeah. I still have um, quite a few of mine. I'll, I'll mail them to you as an example. Great. <laughs> I mean, I got to read this hockey book first. Um, About the brown going down. <laughs> there was a hockey player named Rob Brown. He was in a fight because mm-hmm. that, especially back then, this was back in the 80s, they would fight quite a bit. Uh, he was punched very hard in the face, <laughs> thus he fell, mm-hmm. and the radio broadcast got very, like, boisterous at this point, and down goes Brown, down goes Brown, <laughs> so it was like this, anyway, 
Chris Hannah. Oh, it's not. It's, it. it's not about poop. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, no, he totally would. He's the only one I would care to get on the pod, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's probably the least. Well, I mean, I don't think we're gonna get like Joe Duplantier from Gojira or anything, <laughs> but like, I don't know. Propaganda might be the biggest. Nah, no, I mean, Motion City. But, like, they've just been around. Propaganda's just been around forever and has such a following. Yeah. What are we talking about? Journals. That's right. We're back to the journaling podcast. <laughs> yes. Journal entries. We're, what's our name? We're the Leather Bound Pod. Yes. Okay, so, oh, and then there's the, the, the next verse he says, talking shit for attention. I mean, w- what are we doing with this podcast <laughs> if not yes, that? Yeah. You know? <laughs> Um, telling, so this does, this probably doesn't apply to eighth grade, Danny, telling every stranger I meet the same three stories. You didn't, no, no, you didn't want to say much, but that idea of you, like when people talk, it's far too often about themselves. Mm -hmm. And so when I realize that I have, or am doing that, I'm just like, none of that needed to be said. Like I, you contributed (laughs) nothing. I, because I hear this on the bus all the time. And granted, um, these are younger people who uh, are a much better socially than I am, uh, <laughs> and and b, and I don't mean this in a disparaging way, have less experience outside of themselves, and like sure. their worlds are maybe just a little bit smaller. Yeah. But what kills me is like you always hear like someone trying to share something with someone else. Uh, like, you know, this is a thing that happened to me. This was an experience I had. And the very first word that comes out of the other person's mouth is I. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's just that back and forth. And it's I'm wondering how much of it is actually conversation and how much of it is, okay, when she stops talking, I can continue what my monologue. <laughs> and then then I'll I'll take a break and she'll continue on her monologue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, and so that's what this verse made me think of was just like, you're not adding as much as you would hope or you're not as... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, I realize this is coming um, in the middle of a fucking long monologue where I've probably cut you off at least twice already as you've tried to uh, give your input. Uh, so I realize the uh, tragic irony of this, no, but... No. Um, yes. No. <laughs> I actually D- don't think so, but yeah. Danny's not making eye contact with me anymore. Ah! <laughs> don't. Why don't you look at look at me the way uh, Dylan looks at Kyle? Wait. So you want me to be Dylan? How, how's he going? You could be Kyle. I'll be Dylan. Okay, I'll be Kyle. <laughs> Are you pretending to be shorter? Yeah. I think I you're mean, technically I, taller than me. I don't think so. I feel like you were like. I'm just trying to think of what it was like to stand next to you behind the buyback calendar, and <laughs> I think you were taller. I am six one, barely. Um, I'm six one, maybe. So <laughs> sweet. Yeah, we're equal height. Though uh, I I wonder if maybe um, my posture at 33 is a little better than um, yours, and what mine will be at 39. Uh, my posture is always bad, has always been bad, so... Yeah. Um, you just seem taller. <laughs> yeah. Well... And, You're like fucking Mount Everest over there. 
Callback. Kind of. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> Fucking genius. <laughs> so posture is something that I'm I can be very aware of. Like mm-hmm. when I'm mm-hmm. uh if I'm feeling depressed um and loving myself even less. That hold on, that rhymes. <laughs> depressed. Journal. Journal. Less. Journal. That doesn't come close to rhyming. <laughs> Fucking moron. What are you doing? Yeah, if I were you, I wouldn't feel that great about myself either. Jesus. <laughs> Just the guy who does not get it whatsoever. <laughs> oh, man. That was good. Yeah, the, the fucking girl you saw at Prozac Nation with, I think she was right. <laughs> I think so. I think so. I'm on her side. Um no, she got better, actually. She was cured right after you guys didn't see each other anymore. I'm sure. What was the fuck was talking about? What are we talking about? I don't remember, actually. <laughs> Why was I, I saying depressed and less? <laughs> <laughs> we have to work backwards from there. <laughs> oh, posture. Oh, yeah. Um, so, the thing like. I don't have. <laughs> my. I feel like my mental health will dictate how well I'm caring for my physical health. Yeah. And so like the shoulders will come forward and together a lot more. And then if I'm feeling better, first off, I will care to stand up straight, but also I will like maybe do some physical activity to help that. But I I started realizing that I was in a very like downward spiral trend or whatever Mm -hmm. on the bus yesterday. And there's like some really good like seated posture exercises you can do. And I was like, well, if I have to be sitting down on a bus, which is not good for posture, I can start like doing some sort of self-care. So mm-hmm. uh, more than happy to come over there and we can rent a bus and I can show you how to <laughs> to do okay. that. But uh, it's it's crazy how like almost no movement at all. And like the next day you'll be like, oh, I'm kind of sore. But yeah, yeah. You know, it's like you just like. Uh, like you waking up those like tiny little like muscles that help you like stabilize. Yeah. I'll be anyway, like conscious of it every once in a while and I'll be like this. Like, okay, yeah. Okay. And then as the seconds go by. <laughs> you just melt. Oh, that's comfortable. But do you, cause, cause I'll do the same thing and like, I'll remember sitting up straight and then something happens and I black out. And I'm back down here and I'm like, yeah, fuck, what happened? Like, I don't remember going from one Mm -hmm. to the other. Uh, Well, I love being on the depression and posture pod. Yeah. Um, I feel like I haven't talked about this song at all. Uh, It has that the refrain of the if I found God line, which Mm -hmm. I didn't notice until maybe like my fourth listen or something like I was just like kind of digging the tune and oh danny has kind of stank face to whatever text he just received yeah doesn't have to do with the pot or anything more target drama (laughs) no okay let's see so in my mind that i'm curious what you actually think about the lyrical meaning because sometimes i think one thing and then you think the correct thing and it's always <laughs> interesting to hear that uh-huh. um and th- that is not that is not a dig that is like you'll just be like no dummy like read it and this is what he was saying but i i, I feel like the song kind of highlights the difference between like 
being depressed with, but still like with hope mm -hmm. versus being depressed uh, via nihilism, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. And like what I was saying like an hour and 45 minutes ago was that he's very <laughs> like self-aware yeah. and he, he knows that he can't just wait and things will just like magically get better. You know, like like he says, um, uh, should I hold my breath and wait for it, right, about mm -hmm. being happy? Um, and so it, it implies that he knows he has work to do and maybe gives himself and maybe gives the listener hope that he's going to, like, start on that path. It's like movies that end, like, a little bit vaguely, but, you know, the, the down-and-out character has started to, like, turn a corner and then... You know, the last scene is him sitting in a waiting room and then like someone walks out from behind a door and and says, um, looks at a clipboard and goes, Dylan. And you just see him go. And then it goes to black. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like, yes, yes. And like, so, you know, like he's about to at least make some attempt mm -hmm. for the listener. Mm -hmm. uh, I was pretending to sit with my head down in a. Uh, medical office waiting room and then when the fictitious medical professional called my name I'm Dylan currently and I'm the character of Dylan uh, mm -hmm. I then looked up as if oh that is me that's me let's do this yeah where where others sometimes I feel I'm in this and I, I'm curious as to where you stand mm -hmm. sometimes I just kind of go what's the point <laughs> the the uh the fictitious nurse or doctor or whoever's calling out the name calls out the name and goes, Dylan? Dylan? No, okay. And then it fades to black because Dylan wasn't there. Or, or maybe he is, but mm -hmm. then, then he goes, uh, yeah, I think he went outside. I'll go see if I can mm -hmm. find him. Yep. <laughs> and then yep. Dylan never, <laughs> never shows. Uh, it, it has a picture right here, and it looks exactly like you. <laughs> um, yes, I, I agree with uh, your reading of this. And it's it kind of goes back to the self-awareness thing you were talking about and understanding your depression or your sadness or your feelings or whatever and knowing how to deal with them or how to cope with them being able to continue through your day and, and being able to continue to write these songs and be in a band and stuff um, and even sit on a rooftop and with an acoustic guitar and sing um, with that same jean jacket with the cloud pin <laughs> you know just a random example I just thought of. God, you're so creative. How <laughs> you think of these things. But yeah, it's that's something that I've kind of dealt with a lot is kind of realizing, knowing when I'm on that downward path um, and understanding what it's like to be there and understanding what I need to get out of that and understanding that although I completely feel like hopeless and not wanting to 
be awake, understanding that that feeling is just temporary, even when I'm in it, and being able to see the light at the end of the tunnel or, or whatever whatever it might be. Does having a a partner and a family like does that help you be aware of when it's happening? Um, like like if you were. I, mean, I, I don't know. I feel like you've either lived with a girlfriend or a roommate for quite a while. Like, was there an extended period of time where you were living alone? No, I've, I've lived, I've only lived alone for when I lived in Santa Barbara. That was the only time I lived alone. How long was that? A uh, little over a year. Okay. Well, that's, I mean, that's enough. Yeah. I um, know what it's like, I guess. But yeah, no, it's, it would be a lot harder if I lived alone because usually when, I'm alone and feeling like that, it tends to be worse because <laughs> um, I don't have anyone to necessarily turn to or whatever in in that time. But yeah, I mean, it helps. It's Those are kind of buoys, if you will, or like driftwood, <laughs> like preventing me from drowning, you know? I'm referring mm-hmm. to a very specific article that I read. Um, oh, okay. I thought you were just trying to think of things that float. No, no. And those are kind of the things that keep me afloat is, you know, my wife and my children and my friends and my band and I guess this podcast. And uh, I can different. see the water level rising as we were. <laughs> as soon as I mentioned the podcast. It's, it's, it, it's funny that you mention... Uh, or that you use the, the the floating water metaphor, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and maybe that's very common. I I don't know. I t- TBD if anyone else is going to listen to this. Um, I was diagnosed with what's called dysthemia, dysthemia, dysthemia. I don't. I I love things I can't say. Uh, yes. I it's there's a T H. Why sound? So I don't. Uh, anyway, it's okay. a cool word, mm-hmm. um, and and it's not like like severe clinical depression, but like so when like people ask me like what that means, like I'm like the best way I can describe it is like my like baseline, like my like default mm-hmm. setting mm-hmm. is like just a few feet underwater. Okay. Yeah. If, if that makes sense where it's like, mm-hmm. I'm not like so far down in where everything's like completely black and like mm-hmm. hopeless, mm-hmm. but like I just kind of like cruise through life just like, well, there's the surface. Like I'm not there, but like, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? And You're so like, six eh, of 10. Wow. Oh, you, when you first said that earlier, I thought you meant like how, like you think, like I like think how you're attractive. A yeah. Well, because you said that you said <laughs> earlier someone like being an eight or something like that. <laughs> oh, right, 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 right. Uh, and for the listeners, this is how Danny routinely talks about women. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, I don't know if I want to get into if I think that number is accurate, but. Um, I was just calling back to the to the lyric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause you're a ten, baby. 
Well, I fucking I can't be a six until I like have a partner locked down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Like that's that's gonna be that's when you that's don't have to care time. anymore. I mean, but boy, it's tough because I'm there. <laughs> it's like I don't give a shit, except I'm still vain enough to like uh, l- to let my appearance ruin my day. <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily enough to like do stuff to like prevent it or help it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. anything. Um, but I will say, you know, those tiny little like jars of like eye cream. You'd be surprised how how long those last. You think like that's there's barely any cream in there. Oh, that's a lot of cream, baby. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Sound like Carl Weathers on a rest of development. You got a stew. You got going. yourself a soup going, yeah. Or stew. <laughs> yeah. Still some meat on that bone. <laughs> uh I I do I want to play a part of this song. Oh, right. We're talking about a song. Everything else we're talking about, it's not interesting. Um, Okay, I I, I want to know what this sounds like. Just that guitar line. What does that that I know that from something, and I know that could be like anything because it's like not super distinct, but mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't know. Well, I'm gonna be. I mean, it's already late. I'm gonna be staying up later trying to figure it out <laughs> and then send it to you. Okay, and then and then obviously be wrong like way off. <laughs> probably a good Jira song I'm thinking of. Yeah, or Alcest. I mean, speaking of Arrested Development, Painting Myself Blue reminded me of David Cross. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah. I guess Dylan is talking about how he blew himself. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to kind of give you some overall thoughts here. Okay. If that is okay with you. Let's do this. Okay. Initially, I thought, like, if I like this, if I like Spanish love songs, not a good band name, by the way, Um, like if I really like this, it'll be a game changer because it like, I've had kind of an inherent attitude like toward those people. If you know what I mean? Like, Uh just like, like, like people in that scene, scene, the fest people, I suppose. Fest people. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of that was like jealousy, like, oh, like they found their crew, they're able to be. Uh, even though he says he's never been comfortable, um, there they at least f- he found people who he can at least fake it around, mm-hmm. um, and that's tough, man. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. There, there's always something that's just like nah, I'm not sure what, what I want my overall point there to be. But um, <laughs> I, I did just remind my, myself though. I had a question. So he says that he spent a year out of his comfort zone. Zoned. Jesus. He's. He said he spent a year out of his comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And then he says, I don't think I've ever been comfortable in my life. I don't remember what the line is, but yeah. what what was this year? Like, is it something know. specific that we like, no, like, no, I don't know. Or he says, I'm spending a year. Like, is it something like, oh, like see, 2019, I, I spent or I thought it was I'm spending. 
I'm spending a year out of my comfort zone. I don't think I've ever been comfortable in my life or in my own skin. So I spent a decade painting myself blue, running from any hint of the truth. Hmm. I like that line quite a bit. And that, maybe, it's it's the lyric and also the way he delivers it. That actually reminded me of Touche Amore a little bit. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, they that... kind of have a similar writing style a bit some, at times. Sure. Um, I'm spending a year out of my comfort zone. Is that like him like putting his fist down like, okay, I need to do this. I need to force myself Maybe. To I mean, it could be whatever. like like the touring, like you're spending a year out of your comfort zone on tour. Mm, sure. For sure. Um, but, I mean, I guess some people are more comfortable in that atmosphere of touring, but um, potentially. I also thought when, before I looked at the line, like maybe that was his time as a college baseball player but he played baseball for years and years yeah and years. yeah so probably not but and also the the way he says i'm spending makes mm-hmm. it seem like it's a plan yeah you know i i don't know but um I, I just wondered if yeah maybe you knew like oh yeah he fucking he lived on a monastery for a year or <laughs> yeah yeah and that was that year he didn't have a beard oh god that must have been tough <laughs> I know what it's like. I've been I've been having thirty three years without <laughs> a beard. So, if you're gonna get in a fest, though, man, but that's the thing. I mean, so I I, I can't. I'm like not allowed. Well, no. <laughs> Sam doesn't have a beard, does he? Sam Sutherland. But can he? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. But yeah, so I had this kind of like shitty attitude, just like not not that I didn't like like this music or these people, but it was just like ah, like. You know, that same thing of not for me, I wouldn't fit in, they wouldn't have me, I don't mm-hmm. want to wear tiny jackets. Um, <laughs> like, they always have those those jackets that are, like, like buttoned up with the collar and, the, like, the pockets are always, like, super high, it seems like. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they put their hands in their jacket pockets and it's, like, on the yeah. rib cage. <laughs> like up here. Yeah. And it's like, I, I don't I don't really want to do that. Though I did think of sort of dressing up like this guy for the pod, but oh, it was that too... that would have been it, so good. Yeah, but if this was like a, a 2 p.m. record, sure. But I'm not about to like, after this, get <laughs> undressed and like hang jackets back up and shit before I get into bed. Um, uh, you hang clothes up by the... By the well, somewhat. You've you've seen how I've had pajamas strewn about my drum set. Yeah, you don't, you don't usually have this this amazing background. Yeah, Look, so much room for clothes. I know. <laughs> Look at that city. Yeah. It, speaking of, it is a bummer that they're from L.A. Oh, um, right. They they should be from Boston. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Or the I Midwest. No. I guess it depends where. Um, Kansas. No. <laughs> I chose Kansas because of the Get Up Kids. Oh. <laughs> oh, is that who you're about to give me? No. I knew it. I knew you weren't. <laughs> okay, so I, I didn't cry. Even though, like this, this this whole band is a sob story, <laughs> um, but this this was like quick growth, quick development from. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't realize Danny was into this type of music, and I didn't know that this is what was like what I had in store. So, like, I instantly was kind of like disappointed. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this isn't gonna. I'm gonna kind of write it off. Um, definitely grew on me. I, I don't know that I could ever get to the point where, like, Danny. 
we can't do an episode this week because I'm going to fest. Like, I don't think we're ever going to get <laughs> going there. Going to Florida. Um, ugh, hopefully never. Um, <laughs> though, if I ever do go, I'm, I hope I can bring you with. Like, okay. we'll go to fest yes. together and we'll, yes. there'll be like two bands we want to see. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know how you were talking about like being in the back and like seeing all the groups of like kids uh-huh. having fun? Uh-huh. We can be standing in the back together. Yeah. With having that feeling. Yeah. Uh, so yeah this like i feel like i was able to sort of uh have some growth that uh that mirrors what he's looking for in life like Mm -hmm. i was able to like oh i thought i was in a bad situation i realized it was more of a me problem than my surroundings (laughs) and i didn't allow myself to be a victim of circumstance i'm not saying that this is at all um the cause of like actual mental health issues i'm not saying it's just victim of circumstance but um for my shitty stereotypical music opinions sure mm-hmm. i would love to be friends and uh you know reminisce Th- these guys probably like liked say anything in high school um uh, but we we can talk about that or they, i know he he really liked springsteen he kept talking about springsteen a lot you could talk um, about baseball we we could yeah i hope he still likes baseball i didn't let's see i had a let's see um yeah he's younger than me by a couple months oh his his goal in life is to be on the Doughboys podcast. So oh, see the the Doughboys podcast is amazing, top five mm-hmm. podcast for sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, maybe we can help him like prepare by being yeah. on our shitty pod. Yeah, his uh, his personal bio in his two thousand six or two thousand seven uh, Santa Clara University baseball team website <laughs> enjoys playing the guitar, mm-hmm. studio mm-hmm. engineering, reading and writing. Goals are to play professional baseball. That's probably why he's feeling like such a failure because he uh, quit college after <laughs> one year. Uh, and his goal, and to earn a PhD in English and teach at a university. Oh. So didn't quite make it. Um, he's got a good band, he, though. He does have a good band. And he mentioned touring with Iron Sheik. So that was my first <laughs> introduction to that band. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, one so last thing I want to... S- what's that? They're so good. Well, we'll see. Um, one last thing I will say about uh, Dylan Slocum, besides having a good band, cool name, is uh, he is a six foot six. Hold on, I'm slow here. I'm fucking slow to my transition. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. Oh my god. I need I need better desktop computer <laughs> desktop management. Here we go. So you see Dylan Slocum behind me, right? Or to I do. my I do. Okay. To your left. Well. All right. So Dylan Slocum is uh one six foot six Matt Ingrabretson Ingabretson looking motherfucker. That is who all of these pictures have been of. Is Matt Ingabretson. Okay. Uh, who is uh, known for the Comedy Central show Corporate. Okay. And every video of Spanish love songs I watch, I cannot stop thinking <laughs> of this guy, Matt Ingebretson. And it's not... Now, the tough thing is all the band photos are like fucking like low quality. And then yeah, all yeah. Of I had Matt's a really hard photos. time finding a, a good picture for our thing. Oh, did you? Yeah. 
and all these pictures are like probably taken by some Comedy Central PR person, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, they're yeah. like good looking, and so that kind of <laughs> ruined things. But anyway, that's why I was like, I, this was like the worst picture I could find of Matt. Uh huh. And then I mean, you can kind of see it. Yeah, yeah, I can see it for sure. Being a uh, being super fucking tall <laughs> is a big part of it. Yeah. Anyway, that was that was my dumb game I was playing just for myself this whole game. This whole game. <laughs> hey, good game, Danny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good game. Two, um, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Dante. Dante. Yay. And in the spirit of good sportsmanship and baseball, I am giving Spanish love songs 2.468. <laughs> Not what? really. I I because you said two. It's a low number. Yeah, I know. Do you remember how this doesn't matter? Um, <laughs> I want to give them a, without knowing what I've given other bands, <laughs> which is always scary, I, I want to give them a 3.619. Okay. Yeah, I hear that too. They're like hooting. Do you hear that? It's like somebody's singing. Is on, it on? In a microphone. No, it's coming from a neighbor. Do you share a wall with anybody? No. That's... It's just that loud. Wow. Well, I'm hearing some music. Yeah, it's like a mariachi, which happens every once in a while. Uh, also, we'll hear somebody practicing bass sometimes. And also, uh, a new metal sounding band practices like on nearby. Well, I, I remember you mentioning the, the new metal practice yeah um, I've talked maybe about on, on twitter, twitter or something yeah yeah it do you think the um the late night mariachi music is in response to your build the wall signs on your lawn <laughs> i'm cutting that out <laughs> why do you you gotta let these jokes stand that's not fair no one's gonna like think those it's ones people know it's not real i hope so all right i want to wrap this up since everyone can hear things the next band I'm giving you, I mm-hmm. had a hard time knowing how to pronounce their name, so I had to look it up, uh, hmm. and I'm I'm going to play the dictionary.com translation, or, or, or not translation, but the sound of it. Okay. It's not that hard to say, but um, uh, you said you wanted some medieval-inspired metal, so the next band you have to listen to, Dante, is... Obsequy. 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 <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I have listened to them before. Have you? Yeah. Like a it's lot? It's like, I've listened to that album all the way through. Oh, man. Um, I didn't recognize it by by name, but I definitely recognize that album cover. If I remember right, it's all like very like high energy, like bordering on the darkness type of like guitar and stuff is am i right i mean there's a lot of harms like guitar harmonies but i mean like it's it's kind of like uh a lot of the like lead stuff is like i don't know like i want to say like 80s shredding Mm, maybe kind of i guess hmm do i have to pick another band no you don't because I clearly am hazy in my okay. memory and I, I only listened to them for a little bit as I was like searching through all of Spotify's metal offerings. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. 
I mean, the I think the featured art, artists or uh, similar artists, um, that one band, Havakunu. Yeah. Uh, were they the guys whose uh, picture we were uh, really enjoying them like on a Havakunu or there was another like black metal yeah band that you were telling me about okay well you're getting them anyway even though you no I'm glad before I, I'm glad and look I'm waiting for you to give me more motion city so it's not like uh you know <laughs> that's true that's true just because i've given myself a little intro doesn't mean you can't you know help expand and yeah i had heard and all that like one and a half gojira albums but i barely remembered them right so yeah same thing for um obsequy uh, obsequy yep yes <laughs> obsequy obsequy and to you as well sir <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the um, mariachi band that I hired to play us out. If I could stop real, real quick before we stop stop recording, unless you already did. I haven't yet. Okay. Uh, I forgot that I was going to also say the name of the person who sort of recommended this band again. Spanish gonna, Love Songs? Yeah. I'm gonna, but you had I heard can, them before, right? Well, yeah, I know. But I, I recorded this part at the beginning of the episode because I remembered to say this at the beginning of the episode. And just because you can hear the mariachi and the party happening uh that started toward the end of the episode it doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that um we didn't record this at the beginning of the episode um i was going to give you spanish love songs anyway dante uh and i already had a playlist made and everything but then a listener on twitter rusty crowley rusty crowley uh suggested them and I said, hey, I was going to give them to Dante. Thanks, Rusty. <laughs> and I just want to add that it's 1132 Mountain Time. Yeah, worth it. I just wanted to timestamp when you recorded that part. <laughs> <laughs>